fellow Fright fans, and welcome to the Saturday Night Freak Show. <laughs> I can't do the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. You can find us every week right here on iTunes Radio, or iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Podbay FM. You can reach us by email at SaturdayNightFreakShow at Yahoo.com. Visit our website for all of our past episodes, SaturdayNightFreakShow.blogspot.com. And we're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SaturdayNightFreakShow. I'm your host, Colin. I'm surrounded by a bunch of freaks, including... This is Brent. This is Travis. This is Sean. And this is Tom, boys and girls. <laughs> uh, it's, it's boils and ghouls. <laughs> boils and ghouls. It's all about puns. Puns. Yeah. Uh, so tonight was Travis's pick, and what'd you show us, Travis? We watched the original Tales from the Crypt, the 1972 Amicus thriller Tales from the Crypt. Which incidentally does not have the Crypt Keeper that I know and love. Well, because this was 25 years before that. 25 years before that. But it does have... Puppetry didn't go that much past Jim Henson. (laughs) But it does have the wizard from... Dragon Slayer as yep. the Crypt Keeper. Sir Ralph Richardson. Yep, knighted. Dun, dun, dun. So, Perfect so, horror host. Well, Tales from the Crypt started off, correct me if I'm wrong, as an EC comic in like the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So these were kind of uh, creepy tales of revenge from beyond the grave. Pretty much all of them. Well, like every, say. like all comic books back in the day were crime comics. Like no matter how, whether it's superhero, whether it's Western, you know, crime, I mean, it was always crime. Well, so even, the only way to do horror was, yeah, you get these characters that do awful things and they get their just desserts and, yeah, well, you know, wacky see, comics pun. even had a crime suspense stories was one of their there was like crime suspense stories. Well, I think crime suspense shock. was after yeah, shock. I think crime suspense was after the 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 comics code because, you know, these horror comics created such a sensation that I mean, literally hundreds of comic companies sprung up out of the woodwork with their own horror you know titles like chamber of terrors or or whatever and it created such a buzz that you know it got the the whole you know parents were outraged when they saw covers with you know uh, decapitated heads and dripping gore it was great and so there was a guy uh i want to say i can't remember if he was a reverend or something it was a frederick wortham right he wrote a book called seduction of the innocent which was all about how these comics were corrupting kids minds and so that was when the comic book authority or the comic book code came into effect and then you couldn't you know there were like rules that you couldn't do in comics and i think that almost like shut down ec comics i think for you know it they almost were, did but they, they created for, mad oh that's right they did yeah, yeah they sprung so up mad, mad like i mean because it was bill gaines too right? yeah, Al yeah, Al 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 gaines, yep. yeah. Do you know EC Comics stood originally for Educational, educational comics. comics? They did picture stories from the Bible. Yeah. Well, yeah. William Gaines' father... How they fell? Well, <laughs> you got to go where the money is. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Money was back in those days about... Really, any sort of illustrated classic literature sold you know so even something like ah, pictures of you know from the store from the bible sounds stupid to us but we're talking about comic books we're kind of i don't want to say new but you know still relatively fresh in in uh society so 
almost any illustrated adaption was kind of treated like, oh, whoa, this is cool. Damn, you know? kicking the crap out of Goliath. Mm-hmm, comic sure. book form. Yeah, yeah. comic book form, dude. I've always wanted the Bible comic. That's how I'd read it. Yeah. <laughs> I've read different religions in comic form. The the Tao Te Ching I've read in comic book form. They did a whole series, like Lao Tzu's Art of War in comic book form. Oh, cool, cool. Old Testament could be cool in, in comic book form. I think so. I think New Testament became boring. One of my... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Less smiting yeah, in the New right. Testament. One of my uh, favorite comic book artists, he did uh, The Golden Plates, which is basically the Book of Mormon in comic book form. Mm. Yeah. And some of the artists that came out of uh, Tales from the Cra- Easy Comics was like Jack Kirby. He's like, wasn't Jack Kirby one of their big? No, mistakes? it was. It was. Uh, oh my god, it's gonna kill me here with the names. Yeah, it's like anyone, I mean, anyone. Al Filstein, Helen Kurtz. <laughs> I mean, like I'm gonna butcher all these fucking names, so it's better that we just say, "Hey, go look for the artist the yourself." Dudes. But they're some of the most classic. I mean, just the classic horror artists. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just fantastic. Yeah, and I want to say also, I remember reading at one time, maybe it was Stephen King, he wrote a, a book called Dance Macabre, he was like talking about, or Dance Macabre, where he was talking about like the whole why horror works and all this, and one of the chapters was on the, the, the Tales from the Crypt comics, and the way he saw it was he saw that the EC comics was created by a couple of Jewish guys, right, and after the Holocaust, they were basically seeing, you know, that the world was, you know, was horrible. And, you know, instead of doing Bible stories after that, it was like, you know, in the comic book stories that they wrote, evil got away with it. You know, it's like horrible things happen to people. The bad guys are always the protagonists of the of Tales from the Crypt comics. And then you have to bring the element of the supernatural in to kind of, you know, even yeah, out the scales right the again. And... Yeah. That was his take on it. So in 1972, sorry, you were going to say something, Brent. Well, I was just going to ask, um, uh, obviously in this film we we watch, what, five, six? Five, five. jolting tales of terror. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm assuming that they were plucked out of different yeah, they're all, comics. Yeah, they're all uh, adapted uh, stories from either written by, like, Al Feldstein or William Gaines or Alan Katz, Kurtz, and, I want to say also that the, the Crypt Keeper is the one that we keep on, you know, thinking of probably because of his popularity in the HBO TV series. But there were, there were, I want to say there were three. There was three. There was the Crypt Keeper, the Vault Keeper, and the Old Witch. Yeah. Where you would read the Vault Keeper in the Vault of Horror, and you would read the Old Witch in the Haunt of Fear. The Haunt of Fear. What about right? the Gatekeeper? There's no gatekeeper. <laughs> there was only three, and that whole thing really came from having having the horror host. Really comes from the old radio shows like Lights Out. There's a radio show called The Inner Old Sanctum. Witch. Yeah, oh, the Inner Sanctum. Yeah, so even the witch, she really came from the show The Old Witch, who's hmm. like, "Come by the fire," you know. So, how do you go from a realistic crypt keeper to evolving to what we know as the HBO crypt keeper? Uh, just probably because they didn't really. Well, because the Crypt Keeper in the comic books, he wasn't for say a corpse. No, he, didn't he wasn't. Look undead. He yeah. just looked like a an old, old, like creepy dude with yeah. like. But he had the hood. I want to say he always had the hood. He had a okay. and maybe like warts on his face or yeah, some kind he, of. Yeah, I want to say he had a and long white hair. I want to say Crypt Keeper had a blue hood. Vault Keeper was a green hood, and the Old Witch had a red hood. And supposedly, from what the producers of the show, the, H- the HBO show, say. Supposedly, their Crypt Keeper is an amalgamation of all three. Okay, okay. 
But that, that was a great sense. decision yeah. to actually make that yeah. guy a, 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 a animatronic or whatever. I mean, he, oh, yeah. he became the star of that yeah. show. Well, they kind of yeah. think that's what softened, even in the comic book, that's what softened how horrifying or how just, you know, disgusting some of the stories can be is the fact that you had this, like, this goofy guy. When it all comes down to it, there's an animatronic dead guy. Mm. The... Well, no, just, the, the just the horror hose. He would he would open it up. There'd be like the speech bubble in his but little face. But it was always just saying, like, like the Crypt Keeper from HBO. It was always really humorous and mm-hmm. you know puns and because it's supposed yeah it's supposed to soften the blow of like you know this horrifying thing you're about to read yeah. or this uh, disturbing thing. Joe Pesci getting chainsawed in half. Yeah. Now we have a ghoulish tale. Well, it's yeah. always like, hello, boys and ghouls, let me ask you a question. You know what I mean? It's all that kind of stuff in his uh, his voiceover. So, yeah, in, in 1972, then, there was, uh, uh, you know, obviously this is in the era of, we did 20 years of Hammer Film Studios in England, and around the late 60s, early 70s, an upstart, you know, rival studio formed called Amicus Films, and they would go and recruit Hammer talent because I saw that this movie was directed by Freddie Francis. Freddie Francis was a, a director of photography and a, a director for a lot of the Hammer films, and he also directed... I mean, he directed. He worked his way into mainstream Hollywood, and I want to say his last movie was Glory, which I, think yeah, I believe really? he directed. Wow. Yeah, so he was either DP on that or he directed it. I think he directed it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so and then Peter Cushing, obviously. I don't know if Christopher Lee did a couple of them, but then I think what their claim to fame was now in hindsight was that they did these kind of omnibus horror movies where it would be instead of just one long story they had multiple you know compartmentalized uh little mini short stories all tied together by a linking uh you know wraparound story because i know they did like asylum they did vault of horror they did from beyond, from beyond the, grave, the grave tales from the crypt uh, I want to say there are more, but I can't. And now the screaming starts is one of theirs, but that's not. That's it's a, a it's a, I don't know if it's an anthology. That's not an anthology, but, uh, but that might be it. But because I mean, I think Amicus was kind of short lived, right? They don't really have like a huge library. I don't think so. Yeah. Not compared to like the stuff that Hammer did. And what Peter Cushing is in almost all. I mean, he's yeah. in From Beyond the Grave. He's not in Vault of Horror because he was just he's a in horror Asylum, star. right? Uh, or is he in he... Now the Screaming Starts? He's in, and now the screaming starts. He may be in Asylum. Now I'm forgetting the stories. I think, he, yeah, he is. He's like a tailor in uh, in one of the stories in that. And this always gives me great amusement whenever we watch one of these movies with Tom because Tom has grown up his entire life. He's a Star Wars-obsessed uh, uh, fellow, and he sees Grand Moff Tarkin everywhere. And I'm like, that's why it cracks me up whenever we watch you these. You may ready. <laughs> whenever we watch these because he had a long and illustrious career in horror films way before... <laughs> Star I know. I, I just I just get a kick out of it because it's like because like in this one, um, Peter Cushing's in it and he's like this like old man. He's like playing with kids. He's all nice and stuff like that. And I'm like, look at Grandpa Tarkin. He's playing with kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, look at him. He's conjuring witches. He comes look back at the undead. Grandpa Tarkin. Yeah, that was a pretty good. He Grandpa Tarkin's his ass. Yeah, was. Yeah, no, right. It's, it's great. Uh, yeah, I think it, even when we're like watching, like you know, like the old like yeah, where he's Van Helsing when he's like Van Helsing and he's pretty young. It's, yeah, I'm still like, oh man, it's like Grandma Tarkin kicks some ass. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's also funny because it's like when we watch those old Dracula movies and you see Christopher Lee as Dracula, I'm like, oh man, look at Saruman fucking whoopah. 
<laughs> Count or, Dooku. Not Ku- not or Count like, Dooku. Or like, or like Count Dooku. <laughs> He's like. Looks <laughs> like look at the scientist from Gremlins too. <laughs> <laughs> well, even uh, with Christopher Lee, we didn't watch these, but uh, he did. Like his big claim to fame with Hammer was he was Doctor Frankenstein in like I think like eight movies. I mean that was Damn. he really laid claim to that role. I think his other big big role. I mean obviously it was Doctor Frankenstein, Grand Moff Tarkin, and uh, Sherlock Holmes. I think he played Sherlock mm-hmm. Holmes like a lot on uh, BBC like made for TV movies. Yeah, he's Wait, good Sherlock Holmes, Lee or. Cushing. Cushing. Okay, Cushing. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask about that? Okay, so when these films start, like, these tales from the crypt and all this, you know, they're stealing the hammer talent, you were saying, to make these these new horror Not movies. the hot chicks, though. Not the hot chicks. <laughs> there <laughs> were no hot chicks in this what one, man. What, Joan about? Collins? Yeah, and yeah. the chick. Pre-Dynasty Joan Collins is pretty fat. Even the chick that that dude runs away with, she's fucking hot. I was just thinking they don't oh, make yeah. leading actresses with those big eyes anymore. What happened to the big-eyed, beautiful <laughs> chicks of, of the past, right? I don't know. Well, Hammer, Hammer had some really hot What chicks happened to your eyes? Them. Well, maybe we should go through that because, I mean, with these these five stories, they get more and more elaborate, it feels like, as they go along, mm-hmm. as you're watching. The first one we see is, um, well, and all through the house. And all through it's, the house. With Joe Collins, it's Christmas Eve. Well, so, like, that's always been like okay. It starts off with the dude, you know, sending a, a Christmas present down for his wife under the tree, and he reads this little card to himself that he wrote that's like to the best wife ever, <laughs> love Richard, and the like, great big kiss. Hmm, that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> he's just really. I mean, you can tell this guy like loves his life. You know, loves his woman. Yeah, sits down to read the fucking paper, and bam, blood. She, she brains him. Brains him with the uh, fire poker. Yeah. She says, Merry Christmas. That was fucking evil. <laughs> fucking bitch. And it's really cool the way they do it because when you start out, you see from the camera's point of view, you see a poker stoking the fire. A female hand poking the fire. Well, yeah, I guess you can assume it's a female hand. Well, yeah. you can, I like it. You know, oh, and, you and, and like, originally, I was all okay. like, I was all like, when she like, she pokes the fire, and I'm like, man, she didn't do anything. She just, she didn't even do nothing. Because she's like, like normally, when you poke a fire, you're actually supposed to like move logs around, and, like stir she it up. She just literally poked she it. She just literally poked it, and I'm like, oh man, yeah, she didn't that was do on anything. a dial somewhere, just like let's turn it up. And so it's like, uh, well, what's cool is that um, and I think you realize why she did that. Well, I think uh, Colin's wife pointed out like when uh, our main guy comes into the room and writes or looks at the the card that he wrote. Um, there's no one else in this room with him. He's by himself, and then she brought up the your wife brought up the question: Who stoked the fire? You yeah, know, who who poked the fire? And then she took the poker. Right? The, the, yeah, <laughs> until bam. And the payoff is like ten seconds later when you get the he's reading the, yeah, I figured, the newspaper. She was just starting to poke the fire, but then she had to hide. Yeah, you know when the husband yeah. comes in. Cause actually, she's gonna I, I think him. it is uh, she poked the fire to uh, light the end. To heat it up? To heat it up so that it would easily go through his brain. Yeah, then it took, it took too long to get to that point. It would have been hot stuff. Well, she just hit him. Yeah. So yeah. after after Poke she's em. got this dead body lying on the floor uh, on the radio, which is playing Christmas carols because it is you know, Christmas. Uh, I like it. And then one of the great, like, you know, horror uh, story conventions. I mean, it's like a traditional classic, right? The Escaped Lunatic. Is on the prowl in your neighborhood. Yeah. Lock all your windows and doors. You know, and don't let this guy in. Only in the twist in this case is that he's dressed as Santa Claus. And oh of course, God. the daughter, who is a little kid, 
she's upstairs sleeping, waiting for Santa to arrive, and uh, well, so and doesn't know that mom's killed dad. Yeah, downstairs. wasn't that sad when oh when you know like because what she kills the husband, and then she notices the daughter is like awake, so she hurries. Uh, you know, she runs upstairs and kind of tucks her back into bed, and then she's like, "Good night." She's like, "Good night, mommy. Good night, daddy." Yeah. <laughs> and yells down to the dead body. I, I thought that was so cool. That's such a cool part. That is. That's the camera goes right down to him laying down there. That's awesome. Yep. Fucking and not too long after that, Santa do, does indeed come calling, and then she's she can't call the cops because she's no. got a dead body it, lying there. After it was the, creepy. Santa Claus with the little bell. Yeah. yeah. After the easiest yeah. murder cleanup in cinema history. Yeah. yeah you got to kill people on rugs. Yeah. You just got to scrub the floor a little bit. It's gone. Yeah. It's I mean, good. it's a white, white, furry rug. But Maybe somehow she she's over. able to get no the uh, the blood out of that. And the best, yeah. the best blood. I mean, the bright red blood yep. special effects. Yeah, I, that's that my favorite. Screen. Yeah, I always figured you know maybe lights and. Uh the lights and projectors were kind of low back in the that's day. What I, yeah, yeah. That's the way I interpret. So they it. had a, a lighter blood. That yeah. way, it would just show up. You know, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah, lighter yeah. to us because we have remastered. Yeah, we figured it out. paint. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty was. much, but yeah, I mean, like, everything paint, does. I yeah. mean, the Italians used that, like, same shade of blood. We did. I mean, you look at Dawn of the Dead, it's full of, like, that paint-colored, you know, bright Sugar red blood. Assassin. Yeah, bright <laughs> red blood. I mean, that was just the yeah. de facto standard, I think. It was. So, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe either the, either it was the light of the projectors or maybe the studios felt like it gave it a, a lighter blow. Mm. Do you prefer you know? that over some horror movies days make it so... Black, it almost looks oily. I like black. Like, I, what comes to example, like Rob Zombie, like in his movies, when it's when they're bleeding, it's it's black and it's mm-hmm. oily. And well, it's when it catches when it catches the light, you can see that it's red. Well, you know, right. yeah, I mean, my, that, that strikes me as more. My realistic. brother is a butcher, yeah, and he says, "Dude, when you cut an animal open, there's all kinds of shades of, of right." Shit. Yeah, you know, it kind of depends where it is, is in the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like deep if down, it's internal been stuff would be like bright not. red. And or yeah. if it's the shit going back to get yeah. uh, <laughs> get cleaned out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like how uh, the the crazy guy is just like knocking on the door, you know, but then tries the uh, the handle right away. And then he checks every window. Yeah, and he gets through one of them. I mean, his arms anyway. Yeah. Well, that's it was the like back a, gate. That's yeah, the back it was like gate. A gate. He yeah. the back gate. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course, the little girl ends up, you know, mommy, mommy, he it's came. Santa Claus. He came, and I let him in, and Santa Claus so goes and pulls And then he gives her a neck rub, and, and it begs the dies. question: Why was this homicidal maniac dressed as Santa in the insane asylum? He's insane. We no, I think he probably no. It he said, it said like, that he got a, co- a costume out oh, of yeah. shop, or he something killed like, like a Salvation Army Santa. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> right. That's what I'm thinking. That's where he yeah. got the bell. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's, there's always the homicidal Santa. That's uh, Silent Night, yeah. Deadly Night. They just did homicidal yes. Santa on last year's American Horror Story. Really, it was Ian McShane. It was awesome. Oh, oh wow! And uh, yeah, and, so this episode, <laughs> yeah, I had the most trouble with. I think of all of them in the the movie. What? Well, because I'll tell you why. And I know it's not fair, but oh, this isn't fair. it was the first when when uh, the HBO show launched, yeah. and I saw that before I saw this. So oh, I, the yeah. first episode they did was all through the house. Robert Zemeckis directed it, and it had Larry Drake as the killer Santa, and that that was awesome. I mean, you look at that like little twenty minute movie is like a great I short that one. I horror remember film. Like, the ending where she's just screaming. Yeah, like, because yeah. at the end he comes in and he, you know she's like you know the little girl lets him in and like I found Santa and he looks at her and he's like yeah. naughty or nice and I'm like they fucking should have had that in this I'm like you know and that's the end she's well, just screaming but you know right. what's actually that's, interesting I remember that that mm-hmm. image from way back when 
Well, that that episode of the original HBO, actually, William Gaines was on set talking with them, and he he told them, "It's like the no, it just needs she just needs to be screaming her head off, <laughs> and we just you know." You don't even show the Santa Claus killer. I like this. I know it shows them running into the house, and you get to see the Santa Claus start to kill her. Yeah. I like that. It's a cool ending. But that other one had, like, I mean, they were just, like, all over, out in the yard, because she's trying to dispose of the body and can't, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. he keeps on, the body almost has a life of its own, the way it's, <laughs> and it's played more for laughs, I think. For sure. <clears throat> That's why I like this Tales from the Crypt movie a little bit more than even the HBO series, because I like, I appreciate the laughs of Tales from the Crypt. But it wasn't as funny as the HBO show mm-hmm. made a lot of it out to be, you know. Because I think, like being a comic book fan, I think something can be drawn funny, but not be funny. Where I think they try to translate the comedy of just the the feeling of the book, but through I don't even know, you know, just through the characters, through the writing, through even the way the characters look. But it's like that's eh, a little too funny. It stops being scary when it's just like eh, it's kind of a. That's also kind of like the weird thing of how this, you know, came about. You know, I mean, you've got, like, it's an American comic, and it's written with an eye toward humor, like Gallo's humor, you know, kind of. And then, so a British company does it, and then it's it's very dry. And it does, it kind of takes the humor out of it, where even during one of the stories at the end, we were like, you know, my wife was like, this is supposed to be a comedy, right? But it it doesn't feel like a comedy. It's not played like a comedy. You know, it's like pretty much played. The 70s British stink. Dude, nah. it does not have the fucking 70s British thing. British stank! The, the British no jank stink. is reserved for British television shows that are all yeah. shot on video, and they have that kind of really low-budget, cheap, you know, like, video jank. But it's even that jank. was cost-effective, is what that was. See, we, jank. It, it, I think you, you just don't like anything that's not American. Jank. Yeah, you're, you're too uh, American. Jank. That's what it is, because we watch Italian movies, Tom doesn't like them. Watch British movies. Jank. Yep. It's, uh, it's Do you a watch black of... and white movies, or does that have an old stink on it? No, I watch black and white movies. Mm. They're American. So they're American. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. All right. <laughs> so the second right. story. The second story. Uh, second story was the worst. Fucking called it. Bam. Called it. Like before the story started, I went like even before I'm like, dude dies in the car accident. What clued you in on that? Like, the, it, the it thing before, literally started. It was before, like, the Crypt Keeper was talking. Like, he looks at the guy, and I'm like, guy does it a car accident. Well, because like, he said he's in a hurry? Was that what clued you off? He's, he's like, I'm in a hurry. He says no, he's going to drive. No, I, just I don't have said, time for no. your story, Crypt Keeper. I'm in a hurry. The, the reason what, what? I guessed it was because I'm like, what is the most, like, the last story? I'm like, that's fairly predictable. I'm like, second one, he's going to die of a car accident. Just like, just randomly guessed it, <laughs> called it. Well, and then it is the journey and not the. And then know, like, <laughs> and then I called like the second part of it because I'm like, he's got a skull face. Well, that one obviously. Well, right. So wait, what, what was that one called? It was called like Reflections. A reflection of death. Reflection of death. Well, Tom, why don't you tell us about reflection of death? What's yeah, it about? Okay, reflection of death. Is uh, going to be very short. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I'm afraid it's going to be long and, and just full of sarcasm. So go ahead. <laughs> I'm uh, no, it, for it. It stars our favorite actor from uh, Captain, Captain Kronos. Kronos. Not Captain Kronos himself, but a dude that is in the bar with Captain Kronos and Captain Kronos. He was And he kicks his name. ass. Uh, and he's... Oh, Ian Hendry is the actor, sorry. Yeah, he's... Uh, 
He's with his wife, and then he leaves. He goes, I gotta go drive somewhere. That, that was sad when, when uh, she's like, good night, daddy. He says, goodbye. And goodbye. then he's like, I, he leaves, and he goes, he's like, I gotta go somewhere. And Arian calls out. He's gonna go meet Who's, his, his uh, he's having an affair, which she called it. Predictable. So he does go <laughs> visit, and then they're, they're driving in the car, and I'm like, oh, here it comes. Sure enough, car accident. Was they it died. only predictable because he said goodbye to his daughter and not goodnight? I mean, is that writing? Well, you or is knew that he, predictability? You knew he was, well, yeah, yeah, I knew. I, I knew that he was having an affair just because the way, like, just the setup back. for sure. Yeah, it was just, but I mean, that's that's yeah, how I don't those think stories go. Keeping it a well, secret. I mean, there's a logical deduction in like, a lot of this yeah. stuff. Like, ha ha, we fooled you. Ha ha. I mean, what is what is the most obvious thing that can happen? He's going off to have an affair. Like, you know. Uh, the, the percent chance that you'll guess this right was very high <laughs> right, for yeah, yeah. car accident and having an affair. Yeah. Yeah, based yeah. on what you Plus, saw these things were written in the 50s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for like, kids. Right. What stories do we know? But they're still fun. But they do have kind of a, like an awesome little twist because um, like he dies in a well, car accident. You're waiting. Well, you well, hold on. you got to no, mention no, something no. first. Well, he, the, the, He's in the car with his hot chick that uh, totally made a good move leaving his wife and kids to the hot chick. <laughs> Big, beautiful eyes like a little doe. And <laughs> they're driving in the car. He's like, oh, no. He had, well, he has a night. He's sleeping and he has a nightmare and screams and wakes up. And then when he sees a car heading for him, he's like, look out! Which you should never grab somebody's wheel when no. they're driving. Because they probably see the fucking car, and you're the one that just woke up. <laughs> so, don't do that. Yeah. Okay, so. They go off the side, car bursts into flames, and then it shows, like, a POV. It, it through this much of a white picket. Like, that fence was, like, it was six, not a, six feet long, and that was it. It was, it was not a strong. A little white fence in the middle of a field. That's all that was. He aimed straight Kidding. for it. There you go. And it does like a, a cool like POV of like because like it shows a car clearly burst into flames and then the next shot's like of a guy's pan you know and he's like oh my god the car blew up and it's like as like the 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 main actor survives and then he goes home and goes into maniac POV mode yeah he goes like goes is like hey I gotta stop it I've been in a car accident and people are like ah fucking yeah get away they're freaking out. Then he goes, which and I like from. I think that's. I don't know if I, I can't say that's taken from, but you see uh, the original Nutty Professor, where they do that, where uh, he takes the uh, the potion and it makes it seem like he's turning into a monster. And then he's walking down the streets and people are like walking around, they're like looking at him and oh my god, gasping. And then when he shows up in the purple, uh, I forget the name of the club, the Purple Pit, and he's all fucking. He's just like a hot he's guy gorgeous. or whatever. Yeah, everybody was gasping at how gorgeous he is. <laughs> <laughs> Where in this you assume that you know he looks horrible from the car accident or something. There's that bum. Yeah, there's like a there's a bum that freaks out. I like how that bum freaked out. There's like a guy in a car who's just like ah get away, and then he like goes home to his wife, and his wife is like ah she freaks out. Darling, it's me. And runs to her husband. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, she's re fucking married. Wilson, what the fuck? Who's this car? I like that. He's like, who the fuck's this car in my driveway? Yeah. Like and now then, he cares. And then he goes, <laughs> goes, then he goes to, to the, find. To, he goes. We we'll call her to Susan his, as well. Who he goes back to Susan? Susan, who should Susan. be dead. She should be dead. And then he finds out that she's got furniture in her apartment, and she's blind. 
And she's blind, and she's like, it's been two years! See, without reference to the furniture thing, people are like, what do you mean she's got furniture? Yeah, they were moved out. She had moved all her furniture out of the apartment. She had moved all her furniture out of the apartment in preparation to run away with him. Right. Apparently after the accident, she's like, I brought it all back. But as far as he knows, it's like the same night. Yeah. Right. He only thinks, like, what the fuck? How'd you get the furniture back here? What the fuck's going on? He freaks out after that. He wakes up. Like, well, no, he looks into I the... I brought it the, back. The, oh, he looks in the mirror and sees his undead Well, face. she tells him it's been a year since it's, she got blind. I think it's been two years. From, two years. Was it two? Yeah, I brought it back after the accident when I was blinded. I was blinded. It's been two years. Ex- exposition. <laughs> He's like, what? Oh! <laughs> yeah, well, there's a mirror table. Like they had a coke the table, the cocaine the, uh, table, the cocaine table. He looks down and he's zombified. Make sure you don't. Yeah, that was. And then, then he wakes, wakes up, up from the dream in the car where he was earlier, waking up from his nightmare. And, and we're back in the car with him and the woman he's running away from. We'll call her Susan. So that's her name. So does that create some sort of like weird time loop? Yeah, he'll well, live that forever. No, he dreamed his own death. Well, and well, then, oh, see, I thought he would. It's just like live Final that Destination before Final oh, Destination. Right. Yeah, then oh yeah. after he after the car crashes again, he's gonna. It's gonna. The same yeah. thing's just gonna keep going. Yeah, it could happen. That's like the it hellish could, or he's reality. Just gonna die. I just thought he had a nightmare of his eventual death, which is and probably what it is. From the grave. That's probably what it is. But it's a lot cooler to think that there's a time loop going on. It probably is. It probably is a anomaly. Yeah, sure. Fucking hot hadron collider, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and the first two stories are pretty short. I mean, that all are all through yeah. the house feels like. I mean, it's like five minutes. The yeah. second one's yeah. like yeah. ten it's minutes, seven, eight minutes. But yeah, and then we settle in for like... the third one has a little bit more running time. Right? Was it called Grimm's Day or no? Poetic, poetic justice, poetic justice, targets. That's a fucking awesome story. Yeah, you want to talk about sad scenes. The sad. He gets his dogs taken away from him. <laughs> Even more than that. Oh, so, my God. So yeah. there's this fucking douchebag that lives across the street from sweet old Mr. Grimsdyke, who's played by Peter Cushing, who's a rubbish collector. He's like a garbage man. He's a man. dust man. And, you know, kids play. It's like you get the idea that they want to buy his property, but the guy's wife died there, and. He wants. He, he wants to die there. He owns it outright. There's nothing they can really. And do like the about neighborhood it. kids come around, and he like you get the idea that he takes some of the toys from the garbage, fixes them up, and gives it to the neighborhood kids. He also takes some stray dogs, and and uh, I can't afford to get them licensed. So the fucking <laughs> evil douchebag from across the street decides I'm just gonna start like kind of tormenting this dude to get him to sell his property so the first thing he does is dig up the prize roses from Mr. Grimstock's uh, next door neighbor so the guy could blame it on the dog and I like how cool and calm the neighbor was right. it's like, Grimstock's dog's death this has gone too much <laughs> I'm gonna have to <laughs> file an official complaint that's Britishness that's Englishness right there gosh darn you now I have to file an official complaint I'm afraid I'm going to have to file <laughs> this has gone on long enough Yep. It's, it seems yeah. like he kept the dogs in a cage but well no because well there is the one dog that returns later uh, yeah. who uh, like, must have been an alley dog just he was out he lets him yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. really. I don't think he like. Even though he has a dog cage, I don't think he like really yeah. uh, gives a fuck if they come or go. I'm sure right. he lets them out, and if hey, and they come back, he feeds them. He feeds them, yeah, just like animal, animals do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a nice guy, you know, and then a nice the, old man. The second uh, uh, fucking uh, turn in the screw was uh, uh, he yeah. talks to the mayor or something like that. You got the idea that this guy was the mayor. And oh, no, no, hold on. He fucking does some fucking... No, 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 not yet. Not yet. Like the he, partner? He, the guy who's... 
kind of. No, they brought the other. They guy brought in. like a a mayor dude in, and they're kind of talking to him about how like, well, Grimsdyke's just this old dude. You know, you can get a younger guy for a lot cheaper and save money on his pension this or whatever, true. and yeah. and so that they fucking can him from his cushy city job. Yep, his retirement pay. His yeah, 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 yeah from his, his retirement, retirement pay. pay. Yeah. Two Ooh, years away. And I think that's when he uh, talks to his wife with a Ouija, because yes. him and his wife Grimsdike. are apparently who we would call Susan. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what her name was. He just darling. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so and I like his little. He's got like a message board where he's got his Ouija board, but then he has it's a Ouija pointer on a chalkboard. And it's got like a thin pencil in it. That's for spirit writing. For spirit writing, Ghost automatic writing. writing. Yeah. That's a really good idea. That's a fucking really good idea, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's remember that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, re- like, this guy, you know, if if all that's not enough, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh-uh. Valentine's Day. Oh, and before that, he gets all the kids. He oh, talks yeah, to all the he talks to all the, the mothers of the neighborhood. And tells all the kids to stay away. That, yeah. Lord knows what, what he's doing with the children. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What his intentions are. Nobody comes around anymore. His hands, yeah. they must be filthy. So what happens on Valentine's Day? Oh my god. He gets god. a lot of mail for you today, Mr. Grimsdyke. The saddest scene I've ever it was seen. So sad. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. It was wow. fucking sad. Oh. He's opening up these letters. So the <laughs> the dirtbag piece of shit next next door that <laughs> really fucking cunt ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, this is quite this is, this is quite sad. This guy's a douchebag. Yeah, I mean he is just ruining this poor guy's life and he gets to the point where he's like, hmm, uh Valentine's Day is coming up. Why don't we have the whole town? Well, or, you know, we'll send letters to poor old Mister Valentine's cards from Yeah, so he gets the stack of letters, and they're all Valentine's, and he starts opening them up, and it's just all these poems about how they don't like him and how horrible of a guy he is, and just one after another, he starts reading these these poems that are just heartbreaking. Cause he and, looked, his, and his lip he, quivers, and it's just, oh my god. Acting. Mr. Peter Cushing. This has to be his best movie, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It has to be. It ha- oh, it's so know. sad. It's good. It's, his acting? Like, yeah, I, I mean, this is a better bad. character. <laughs> what? When he reads, you know, that, that they... You thought that was bad? That this town would be better without him in it, and all this stuff, you know. And this guy was like, he's like the heart of this town, really. If anybody, you know, like... He was until this guy destroyed his I life next door. Children. It, yeah. Oh, man. Oh. That's the he saddest the thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Oh. And so what does he do? Hangs well, himself. Hangs himself. He, he does hang himself. The yes. asshole character, they go to investigate. It's like, I thought he, I thought there was just rubbish in here. And I like, as soon as he said <laughs> that, you know, he, uh, the, the dickhead guy, well, because, well, let's explain that. The dickhead must be like an assistant to some older guy. Yeah, in yeah. Real whatever. For some yeah. reason, they don't really say the relationship. It could be uncle nephew. Sure. <laughs> like, what are those? Seems something. like it. Something like that. Something like Where that. They're both into real estate. Both yes. into real estate somehow. And uh, so yeah, but I like as soon as as soon as the the older guy's like, well, it's spotless. You know, I right. would have thought it was rubbish. He he finds like that plant that is obviously dead because he's been hung for like a while. And he picks it up, smells it, and kind of like looks at the guy like, mm, yeah, "I told you." you know? <laughs> I fucking love that part because it's just like, dude, dude's looking for anything. He's like white glove in the place, you know. Like I don't know. It opens the door and sees the hanging feet, which is effective. I like hanging feet. Yeah, yeah. Way better than way he, more effective. Yeah, better than showing the dude. Oh yeah, you know his neck and all that. And then well, I mean, you automatically transfer. 
to one year later. One year later, and he's feeling grief. And I like his exposition, which is like, Valentine's Day, one year ago, exactly today. One year ago, <laughs> February 14th, today. <laughs> February like, he 14th. explains it to the <laughs> bitter end. It. It's like, oh, so it's today. Would you oh, like to see you. the calendar? Don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 14. But I like how he felt bad about it. He was trying he to get Grimsdyke to sell the... The property. He didn't fucking want yeah, him to, to kill, kill himself. himself. Like right. if they remade this for modern audience, it should be about high school bullying. It oh, should yeah, be like high totally school girls, cool. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Becky yeah. Grimsdyke. You know? Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So so Cyber it's bullying. that night, and they don't really say what he's doing. He's writing something or it's whatever. Many times, in fact, because you got to get it just right. And then you do the classic. To me, this is a classic, classic shot in, yep. in horror uh, history. Those are the moments that make my heart flutter. Oh, man, that slow pan <laughs> over a, a fucking fog-infested graveyard. Like, graveyard. <laughs> a shitty tombstone sticking out at yep, odd angles. Yep. And the it's hand like pops grass. up through the earth. Oh, Nobody's oh, been there yeah. to take care of it for years. Fantastic. Well, and you get that shot twice in this one. Well, you just get his graveyard, his tombstone at first, so it shows he was he was born in 1907, died in 72. And then it goes back for another pan where it goes lower and shows his hand come out, then he backs oh, up awesome to show the full body. And I like how the camera really kind of... Sh- Stood away a little bit, you know. It didn't get really close up on him right away, even though, you know, even though he was standing about the grave. They saved that. They really, yeah, they saved it. It was a brilliant idea, and almost like, well, I think Creepshow did the opposite. Creepshow kind of shows the guy right away when he comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where this stayed classy, and this makeup was better, I think, than Creepshow. I even even wondered when they showed him, like, is did they did they dress up? Peter Cushing to be this? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Was like no, no I know. When yeah. I saw it, I'm like, that's him. And yeah. he's like, just the... Undead Tarkin, ladies and gentlemen. He's creepy looking, too. <laughs> Dude, the black the, eyes. The tone yeah. of his skin just is just a, like a his gray. bone structure. Yeah. And when you actually see that... He does, because he's, a, he's like... a thin motherfucker. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And I wonder how they blacked the eyes out. Uh, you can tell. It's some kind of like... Yeah, it looked like it was some kind of like cloth or, you know, some kind of screen. It was good, yeah. It was good, yeah. That's the shot that if you watch the trailer for this movie, that's that's the thing I... Like, whenever I think... Whenever I see that all the time. Like, uh, what movie is that? That's from Tales from the Crypt. Like, that was, I think it was more effective than the Beyond with the eyes, you know, where you see the nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was that, yeah. That yeah, was it was the Beyond where they actually had, they built up, like, you know, eyelids and then put the black thing inside the eyelids. Yeah. This was empty, like, eye sockets. It was just like, yeah, yeah like a dark shadow. Yeah. Like, it, like yeah. the, the flesh had receded back to the skull, and the eyes were gone. Yeah, the fingernails were like yep. all spiked. Yeah, that was cool. He puts his hand yeah. down next to the hand that's on his what was, desk. I mean, oh, it's just yeah. that. Yeah, yeah it I mean, it's, it's it the down. angle. That's what I'm saying. Like, despite taking comedy out, despite well, I mean, they have some fucking cinematic scenes in this. It's like truly terrifying. I mean, I saw this when I was. God damn, I can't even recall when I saw this. I was probably ten when I saw yeah, this. Yeah, well, I think that's probably when it would work the best. I mean, for it's sure. like it's like a, it, it is. I mean, I think you know the comics were made for kids. The stories are for kids. The movie is it's PG. You know, it's a horror movie for kids. I think, but I mean, it's about adults. If that makes any sense, because yeah, kids sure. were well, kids sure. were hardier back in the day and could take that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> we're now, yeah, yeah for, for, you're going to ruin them for life. So in British or uh, in, in British land, <laughs> in British times, in Great British land, uh, boy, right, Brett, what are you trying to say? Across the pond, <laughs> go they, for it, mate. They, 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 they do what you do. Did they raid over there? Because I mean, there's a lot of blood for it to be a British film. You know, I mean, like, the, is there a lot of blood? Well, for them, I think not for us. Well, for it's crazy. American there's audience. more blood in this than in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre was censored till the late '80s. So I think I think in the '70s when this came out. 
they weren't as hardcore on censorship. Well, this and is then still... after this, that's when the British government got like really like, you know, it was around the seventy four, seventy six when the British people were like, nah, you know, when when American movies turned into Hills Have Eye, you know, that's yeah, when they, when start they started putting, getting uh, brutal. Because yeah, these really ones, rapey. these ones, yeah, these <laughs> ones are still, you know, like there's still like a an innocence and a fun kind of, you know, these are the chillers. It's still like you know? the hammer. Yeah, this is like old school chiller right. theater kind of it's stuff. It's a tale. Yeah, yeah, it really is like the last of the chiller theater shit. Sorry, well, we got to wrap this story up. I mean, what, what happens at the end? Did, well, that okay, so back? yeah, so Grimstike, yeah, he wanders into the office and dude's working on his letter. Dude puts, or uh, Grimstike puts his his. His skeletal ghoulish hand down, and Grim's like looks up, and ah, it's fucking Grim's dyke looking he's at him. He's reaching in for me. They don't fuck around. Like he comes out of the grave, and then like the next scene, he's in that office, yeah, he's yeah. going Boom. right for him. Yeah, I like that. And oh, then the yeah. next day, the partner yeah. wakes up, opens the blinds. Oh my god, there's a dead guy on my on the desk, and there's a note. With some white and the paper note, and a note. And the blood. note as uh, it's a, I can't remember the rhyme, but yeah, it, it's a poem that was cruel. Awesome. It was uh, you were mean and. Cruel, cruel right, right from, from the, the start. start. But uh, now you really have no unfold. And it's his heart! His heart. <laughs> yes. Everybody screams. And he comes ah, and like, oh, oh, he goes, oh. <laughs> Classic screams, man. That's psychological The heart's still therapy. beating. It is. The heart's still, still beating. beating. Heart somehow. Yeah. But yeah. Supernatural. Of course. How did yeah. The like guy came back? out of the grave. I mean, yeah. he yes. That's Actually, you're right. Classic I that is kind of gory. It's a bloody heart. I was going to say, I forgot about it. That's, that's bloody. Yeah, that's I mean, you only that. see blood, like, on his sweater. Yeah, but yeah. it's a heart. It's an organ right there. Yeah, and there's, yeah, and there's, there's, there's some bare intestines in the next film. Sean, yeah, what's, uh, what's the next story about? The next film is... Wait, wish, you remember the... Wish You Were Here. There you go. I wish You Were Here. Which was just a fucking uh, rip Which is of uh, the monkey's, monkey's paw. Yeah, it really was. It really was monkey's paw. We come in on the character. I don't remember his name. Whatever. We'll call him boring guy. Susan. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like the uh, he looked like the lawyer from Night Court. <laughs> yeah, 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 John Larroquette. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he kind of looks like John Larroquette. Kind of does. Yeah, a little bit. And so, Just more he, English. like in the beginning, he finds out that he's he's gone into debt, and that he needs to start selling his things in order to to get out of this or declare bankruptcy. And he's like, I I will not. I will not declare bankruptcy. I've done this myself. I've done cruel and and many bad things to get here, but I've done it myself, and I will not do this. So he decides not to declare bankruptcy and goes home and tells his wife, we need to start selling things in order to... I like how he's like, all the beautiful things I've collected. Right. It's all about it's the things so much collected. about materialism. Yes, yes it's it so is. much about yeah. materialism. And so they and it's say... it's gaudy, too. It's all fucking living really room. It's is. really gaudy. It don't even it's, look it's, nice. It's, it's just it's, like, fuck, there's a shit it's, everywhere. It's Charles Foster Kane's collection. Like an really. antique store. And so they, him and his wife start reminiscing about the things they have in there. And they come upon <laughs> this one little... Remember orient- this? Right. They like, remember, they haven't looked really at it as much. In years, in yeah, fact. Years. And the one thing they go to, it's an oriental statue. And it's got an inscription in it that tells about you can make three wishes... Um, and something, 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 and the last yeah. line is kind of faded out. And so they make, uh, she makes her first wish, which is to have lots and lots of money. I want to say before that, even I just like how she's like, oh, I hate this kind of exposition. She's like, remember <laughs> what the old man said to us right. when he sold it to us? Yeah, she said, use it wisely. Hmm. <laughs> what Curious? does that mean? Wonder what he meant. Will by we that? ever find out? What that then means? she's like. Hey, it's inscribed or something. I never bothered to fucking read, <laughs> I've never the read statue this we had in our house for goddamn years. materialistic. They just want it. They don't they care what it is. It's how expensive much is it? and it's oh, beautiful like it. and we want it in a house. 
And these wishes really are instantaneous. As they soon really as are. Instantaneous, which is nice, right? It's a good pace. Mm-hmm. Yep. She says it lots really and is, lots of money. It's a short story, and you keep, lots of money. keep it going. So she wishes for lots and lots of money, and they get a call from, from their, the, uh, I th- their broker who had told them before, you need to start selling your stuff. You're, you're bankrupt. And he tells them, you need to come down to the office now. It's, it's about money. And he's like, oh, well, it's awesome money. And so you think, oh, they've come into some money. One of his relatives has died because of her wish, and they're going to get money and all that. But so he hops in his very nice sports car. Yes, That's, this is the only time I did not like the music. Was the next? Like really like, it does come into a chase. Well, how's that? Uh, like the late 70s, 60s kind 60s. of guitar, slide guitar or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, James like Bond, an episode Bond, of Chips. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt like. I'm like, we're in a James yeah. Bond James scene Bond right movie. But, but, but I love a, uh, 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 a fully black guy, you know, not black guy. Frankenstein. But a motorcycle, a uh, uh, motorcyclist uh, That'd be specific about which Frankenstein. Uh, I mean the Frankenstein from Death Race 2000, folks. Thank you. Yes. Uh, watch it if you haven't seen it. It was awesome. Um, and so he's, uh, there's a, a chase ensues, or... Uh, so he's, he's in his little red chase, really. No, yeah, he's in his little red sports car. The, and the then he happens to notice the guy dressed in full black leather in the motorcycle in the back of him. And from a distance, you could tell he's got something on the front of his face as he's driving the motorcycle. Something. Some thing. Some thing. Some thing. Something. But he gets up, and then he looks back into his rearview mirror, and he sees the guy in the back, and slowly he fades like up. Like a skull. And there's a skull. And I think they could have done something for that. Yeah. It was, and a, then it just, it was a guy wearing a right, mask. Right. It was just yeah. like, ah, And apparently I mean, that, cool was enough, that was enough to, and this is revealed later in the story, to give him a heart attack. Ah, that was cool. And, he, and the car, and yeah, the car crash car ensues, and he's dead. Yeah, and, and the broker comes to the wife to tell him. Well, uh, real tell quick, her. Before, I'm sorry, before we get oh, too, go ahead. too far off from the skull guy. That's kind of interesting. I didn't really, uh, like, originally I just thought, okay, so this is death. You know, yeah. death That's is coming for him. Death. Sure. That's what yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah. But you can take it realistically where... If he's wearing just a scary... Where it's, it's just a guy with, like, a scary, like, skull helmet. Of death. And then... Yeah, it, but he it got could... into the car. He was in the back seat in that rearview mirror shot. Was, was he? Yeah. I just thought that was a poor effect. I just or thought that was... I don't know. He got really intended. close and really steady. Yeah. 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 Okay. Was, I mean, because he's, like, sitting... You can see the seat behind him. Oh. In shot. So, I, yeah, I don't know what was intended, wow. but that's what, that. what I like you that. see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He ends up in the back seat. That yeah, ruins the that. special yeah. effects or story. Yeah, I thought, wow. I always just imagine he's on the motorcycle and he's just seeing his face. Yeah, They're just giving you. That's what a I close thought originally, but that's what I, thought. I like the, the backseat thing. Where you just ah! up in there. Yeah, death. Okay, so it is death. I, I, a lot of cars running like off that. the roads. Continue. But then we go back to the broker. Like the broker gets a call and it's like he died in a car crash on his way there. It's like oh, it's like well, we figured that you were the closest. You should tell them. It's like oh yes, yes I will. And so I he goes. And so he goes to uh, Susan's um, <laughs> house. And he talks to her, and she's like, he, he died in a car crash. And she's distraught, of course. And he's like, but you realize, madam, this makes you a rich woman. And then she's like, oh, it's because of the wish I made. The little, the little oriental statue. And it's like, oh my god, what have I done? And so... What's a wish I'm back? I want him back. I don't, I don't want the money. Do they so, ever say, because when they are reading the little statue... About you know how it works. Did they ever say what that bottom line? Was? No, no. The last, the last, the last word is like deplore. deplore. 
Yeah. And then something, we something, never find out what before. it says, but you know, but it but sucks you kind of everybody out. is like comparing this story to the monkey's paw, the story it rips off. Everybody's well, because like, in the movie, story, oh, the you're saying, paw? yeah, in the movie, everybody, they are yeah. specifically talking about, wait, <laughs> yeah. wait, Helen or Susan, it's in the monkey Don't. paw, in the <laughs> it's like they look directly at the screen, like, remember the monkey's paw, yeah, <laughs> this is that story, just like this. in the monkey's paw, the, the, the lady said she wanted money and then it ended up with the son. Ended up dying, mutilated. So she wished her son back to life, and when he, right, you he have came to wish back, right. he was all mutilated. Yeah, but I don't so think you actually in the life. monkey's paw. I want to say that that story ends with the door, like there's the knock on the door, so yeah. you know that the son is on the other side. But yeah. I don't think in the story they don't actually open the door because right. I think the last wish is, to wish, is to wish him away. Right, but they go with the fact that he, the son comes up mutilated, so she makes her wish. I wish that. Charles was, alive, exactly. was exactly before the accident happened, the accident. and then uh, Paul Bear, <laughs> Paul Bear, weird, like, like ghostly Paul Bear, weird yeah. ghostly Paul Bear, one who looks like uh, again, yeah, really like, like one who looks like Walter Cromwell. Like, that first guy was perfect, right? Yeah, he had the perfect right. like English jawline. He did. That's one who looked like Cromwell. They like they, 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 they all come in. They, they set up the, the saw horses and they bring in the casket. And there he is. Don't open and it. He's, still... he's going to be mutilated inside. But he's still dead. Well, the because guy... he had a heart attack before the he accident. He wasn't mutilated. He died of a heart attack. <laughs> Just right before, before the, the accident. accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I'm sorry, I should have left. Isn't that how all <laughs> genies work, though? Yeah. Uh, but basically. It is. you got to watch it. You have, you it watch. Is, it's a way There's to get your yes. soul. Yes. But yeah. not give it's you how what the, you it's want. It's how the like leprechaun works as well. Ironclad yes. contract with those fuckers. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you're not supposed to deal with them at all. You need like an iTunes contract, something like iTunes. <laughs> multiple no. pages. We'll watch. Uh, we'll have other movies later in the series about contracts with the devil. What's the devil? Isn't that an iTunes deal. contract? Sorry, <laughs> basically. <laughs> we, post so, we don't post they this open on it iTunes. <laughs> they open it up, and he's still dead. Because he had a heart dead. attack before the accident. Before. So, oh, no, he ain't dead. No, he is. Oh, no, he's dead. This is he's before, still dead. Because he died before. She just wanted him back right before, he was the, before accident. the accident. So he is dead because he died of a heart attack. Right before the, the accident. accident didn't kill him. And so she goes in for her third wish. Which I, I like how he's like, be careful. Don't wish for anything more. I'm going to step outside. Yeah, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> she tells him to go. She's like, she says, leave oh, me yeah, alone. Yeah. I'd like to be alone. And so she makes her third wish. She's like, I, I forget it specifically. I want him to be alive forever. I want him forever. to be alive forever and ever. I, like, I want him to be back right and alive and just forever. And so he wakes up and he's alive. But he's been embalmed. Like, you know so the embalming fluid is burning his like, inside. The, the, yeah, I like, oh, that's what I like yeah. about the old story. I'd be like, you fool! He's been embalmed! <laughs> well, <laughs> it takes this guy to like, speak common sense to everybody. Right? You had to because, uh, okay, I'll play the idiot here. I, when he first wakes up, I was like, huh, he must be like traveling through death, coming back Something, to reality. Because yeah, right? he's like, ah, struggling. I wouldn't have get... got it unless he'd explained it. Yeah, yeah. The, I didn't think of the embalming fluid at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's just funny how he runs back in. So he's like, like, I heard the screaming. I was on my way to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was just posing around the front door. <laughs> but he's in constant pain because of the embalming fluid. And so, like, everybody freaks out, and Susan runs to get a, a samurai, samurai sword, sword off the wall. Which is awesome. It really is. Thank God for the samurai sword. They had a lot of lavish stuff. Well, they, 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 they went really to do. China. They really do. So they, they were in the Orient. Right. 
That's the first thing that I would think of. Let's right. fucking hack him Let's up. Hack him up. Sorry, I'd him. actually burn him alive. That's what I would do. I'd burn it. <laughs> so like, she goes into it. If you're a skeleton. And she's hacking the shit out of him. So she cuts him open and there are guts. You have Tauntaun. Non-bloody. Non-bloody, obviously, because he's involved. Yeah, he's involved. Entrails. And she cuts his hand off and it's kind of working its That's way up funny. his face. It falls over. Because it's dead. What's he's still screaming. And then your helpful guy runs back in and like, but... Don't you... Re- you, you said, said forever. forever! So yeah, you'll be alive wasn't even forever! There. It wasn't even there. Yep. And he knows what she said. Yep. He's kind of our yeah. tour guide throughout Which, that story. So I'm going to go back on what I said. The second story is not the worst. This is the fucking worst story <laughs> in the world. Because movie. we all sat there going, we'll just sell it to the guy for a dollar and have him yeah, make a you wish. Can fix that. You can yep. fix this whole yeah, movie. Dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. But something, something bad. It's three wish, three wish, three wishes per owner or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the inscription. Is that how it just ends at that? Nah, yeah, right. something be careful. I think be alive the, forever? Oh, you mean the story? Yeah, yeah the story yeah, ends no, right no, there. No, that story, yes. Yeah. And then the final story was it's called... called po- uh, no, 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 no. Blind, blind Alleys. Yeah, Blind Alleys. So blind, in that one, a retired... Blind Alleys? Blind Alleys. So a retired Army, Army, Major Army Colonel, Rogers, Major, uh, takes over a position looking over the blind guys... At a house, house of the blind, and he's a dick, so he starts, you know, giving them gruel. A dick with a dog. Well, I like that. Dishwater instead yeah, of soup. First... Dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so I like that how in the first scene, he he wants to take a round. Like before he actually gets the job, he's checking out the office. He's like, "There's no pictures in here. Man, we'll have to do something about that." You know, he needs his his beauty, whatever. He's used to being an officer in the military. Well, he Go. sits. Cozy behind a desk, and people go out and die for yep. their yeah. fucking cause. With a nice fireplace. Gone well, he's starving the guys yeah. out of uh, heat because he turns all the thermostats yeah. down but at like, seven o'clock. I mean, like, it shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he said twenty one hundred. That is twenty one hundred. Is let's see, seventeen is five. Nine. That's nine. That's nine yeah. five. So after that, you should be in bed. Anyway. What are you going to do? You're blind. You're blind. You got nothing to see anyway, <laughs> asshole. That but we don't have blankets, sir. That was a good. That was a good. Like, do you know anything about blind people? With the loss of one sense, the others are you know. We're enhanced. like daredevil. If food mm-hmm. tastes bad, it tastes worse to us. When it's cold, we feel it more. When an insect scuttles across the floor, we hear it. We hear it. When that stuff is dirty, we feel it. We feel it. That's a cool cool line. Especially because it showed him. He doesn't use a cane. He just uses his hand to go across the wall. Why don't you sell your paintings? Yeah, sell your paintings. Which he molested before he came into the room. Well, well, that's what I like because he fucking felt it. And he's like, fucking son of a bitch. You know? (laughs) You guys got a new fucking painting. I think that's when he came in. He was like, you know, know, we need some food or whatever because the rations have been cut down. He comes in and the guy is eating like steak and he's got a bowl of salad and all these uh, wine. Yeah. Eating his dog, the meat. Yeah, you know he's. You know these guys have to. You know <laughs> these blind guys have to fucking eat uh, gruel soup. Yeah, gruel or whatever, and he's feeding his dog dishwater. the meat off his plate. Yeah, I like that dishwater. No more for seconds. <laughs> yeah, no more seconds. Have been cut off. Yep. So then he sticks the dog on the blind guys to get them, chase them out of the office. Yep. And then uh, the night comes yeah. when uh, one of the blind fellows is sitting there shivering badly, and he needs a doctor. Like, so they, the, doctor. Uh, the lead blind guy, Patrick McGee, goes and says, we need a doctor. And the major's like, oh, what What now? What? Why can't we wait it's until the morning? Midnight. Can it not wait till the morning? <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, I'll take a shot of whiskey and go check him out. Yep. <laughs> Checks out what's going on. 
The man, the man is, is dead. dead. The man is dead. Oh, the everybody the stands up. That's they all awesome wake scene. up. They yeah. heard that shit. That's yeah, because cool he's looking scene. around like, what? What? Like, what? 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 I'm That's like going to leave now and return what? to what? my quarters. <laughs> oh, well, good day. Yeah. <laughs> good morning. Sleep in a bed of sticks. Yep. <laughs> 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 So I love the scene where the the blind people start passing a plate around and putting one piece of meat, uh, you know, per person, one piece of bacon or something like that. That's yeah. just a cool scene to me. Yeah, it's sort of like the Great Escape scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, kind I mean, of yeah. Feels like, it kind of feels like yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. you need that. Doot, doot. The funny thing is, they're all blind, so they can't tell that the guy is just standing there watching them, going, <laughs> "They think I'm an idiot," but I can. No, that didn't happen. Well, they can probably smell people. <laughs> they can yeah, smell they Shane. Can, <laughs> they can sense it. Yeah, yeah they can sense. We know where yeah, he's right. Shane always goes with him. So he'd be like, "There's a dog." In There's here. a dog here. Yeah. I hear the rattling. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, they can smell that. Plus, that, that guy's busy eating his shit. You know, right. he's got yeah. no time. Well, to he eat. was. I mean, this guy's really like a non-attentive superintendent. Doesn't yeah. give a fuck about these people. Totally social commentary on the welfare system. Yeah. <laughs> And the uh, the they end up leading it uh, the dog down to the basement with a, a meat a trail I love of meat that. using I mean that's like cartoon logic yeah <laughs> meat. that's like hunting for blind people you fucking piece of candy 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 yep they lock the dog in a uh, deep dank dungeon dungeon awesome a room in the basement, basement. Yeah. oh basement. yeah it and almost then, feels yeah. like there's like it feels like the there's bones and feathers sitting around. Yeah, like, yeah. I know, it it's might like the be Texas Chainsaw. Around, it, yeah, it does. It does. It feels like the Texas Chainsaw. Room. <laughs> that was just the crypt. Like, just like, oh. It was leaves. I think they lock, I think it was they leaves lock the dog away. Yeah, it is leaves or feathers or something. Mm-hmm. It looked Maybe like feathers, feathers to me. I, I thought it was it's sawdust. It's probably leaves. I'll, I'll, yeah, sure. I think it is sawdust because there's lots of boards sitting around anyway. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'd already been preparing the boards for what was to come. Yep. Or what had come before. There were predecessors. Man, who knows what happened to them. Nothing happened to them. Their pictures all. We don't right. know about that. Yeah, well, they were they were all the, nice guys. This, they were this nice. guy's they, a they had like huge servings of food. Yep. So I like how then they go back up to Major Rogers' uh, room, and uh, I just love that scene where he opens the door. What is the meaning of this? And they cross the the the. the the uh, the canes, yeah, the canes, yeah. the seeing sticks, the the canes. I like that. We're going with that. And he's like. We're giving orders now, Major Rogers. Uh, yep. He always calls him Sir as a fucking kind of like kick to him. I love that. I love that one guy who like feels out the closet before they ever. That was else so gets funny. He, like, and he's just like he's got a brace for. Well, like, no, that was actually for when uh, there is okay. So they they bring Major Rogers downstairs and they put him in another room in the basement. And there was a orderly. The, yeah, the orderly. Was the orderly or the chef. I, he kind of looked like he, the chef, but. He did, but I he, think he was, he was a doctor jacket. He looked yeah, like he was an orderly because he's the guy who, who brought the major into the hospital. Oh yeah, okay. He showed him around at first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the the that dude, he like you know what's, what in the world is going on here? And the blind guys attack him and shove him in a closet. Crap. See, that was the one moment because I'm like, what are they fucking gonna do? Like, what what has this guy done? He's just you know hey. a, a worker. So that's why the they way. don't like kill him or anything. They just shove him in a closet to get him out of the way. But they probably kill him. I don't know. I'd like to think they kill him. Let him out. That's not like Tilson the Crypt either. That's like Tilson the Crypt to me. Like once you decide to go murder, you go full on fucking murder. Like, yeah, but usually, but it's the, the guilty get theirs, and this guy's a bystander. So yeah, that's well, why I was like, well, what, what are you they, do I here? mean, what can they do with him? Like they can't let him go. Yeah, they, they can't can. let him go. He's witnessed the, dog, the murder. Well, and that well, can't let him go. The way that, but you haven't witnessed a murder, depending on how you clean well, this. Well, but he still, he can still. Because I mean, these blind people have to build. 
Well, well, Major Rogers is just in a room hearing his dog barking, going crazy, like pleading for them uh, to feed him. Or feed else the dog, or else he'll, he'll go, go berserk. He'll go mad. He'll go mad. Oh, he'll get fed, Major he'll Rogers. He'll get fed, Major Rogers. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> like you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so all Major Rogers hears is a bunch of song and hammering and, you know, you're like, what the fuck? They they're work like well. They're like fucking yeah. ants in a, in a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like a I mean, they're being you know, blind, too. I was blind, impressed by their corners. But good. they're blind, but they're all in their fucking 60s or 70s. <laughs> That's why it's I'm amazing. sure they learned, no, I'm sure they learned over the course of that blinded, many years sure. in the how war. to just hammer. Like, this dude's like swinging boards with the other guy ducks because he knows it's coming. I thought that was funny as fuck. No, it's good. It was That was good comedy because it wasn't, it wasn't like, just they didn't pay attention to it. If you weren't paying attention, there was always something else going in the scene while other guys are carrying around boards and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no. Thank you. Uh, I was trying. Sorry, I was trying to cue Tom highbrow comedy. Hey, Tom, you got nothing to do. This is some highbrow uh, comedy. That is highbrow comedy. comedy. That shit's brilliant. Man. This is your chance. Highbrow comedy. Highbrow comedy. He's a sub- yeah. all of a sudden he's mute. We're talking about blind people at times. <laughs> so they build uh, some mysterious contraption they outside, build an alley, and then they sir. open the door and it's let like the major do it. And it's an alley. It's an alley. Or a two-way connection. Yep, it connects the his cell to the well. The blind alley usually means the corner, isn't it? That's always well, whatever. So they uh, he he wanders into it, and there is a small tight space. Full of razor blades, all blaze. embedded in the walls that he has to sneak Straight out of a, through. You know, Saw movie. Yeah, pretty much. Sneaks yeah. through them, and then at the end of the hall is a door, Uh-oh. and they open the door. Colin, what's behind the door? And here comes the dog. Now I've gone Shane. berserk with with hunger. Come back, Shane. And the guy runs back, and you're like, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, dude's gonna have to run away. You have to oh, go yeah. through this fast because he goes through, you know, slow through the the blades. I'm like, he's going to have to go through it fast. That was the other thing. Everybody's like, it would have been better if they turned the lights off on him. Well, guess what happened? Dog comes out. He goes running through the razor blade hallway. Lights goes out. That's a good story. Now, that is a version that HBO did that I hated. I hated their version of I don't even remember that. I just hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did every. Did they just do all of them? Almost. Well, not all of them, because, I mean. They do a lot from HBO. Did a lot from Shock Suspense. Yeah, they a took lot all, from, of the, all of the all of the fear, EC Walter. So, yeah. but they did a majority of the ones in this movie. They did. They did do all through the house. I'm pretty sure they skipped fucking Reflection and Monkey's Paw. They did Blind Alley. See, I don't I'm sure that. they did I've the Grimstike it, one. Those are the most popular. You know, those are popular. Really to, popular. I have to look up and see who, because obviously they changed them enough that I am not making the immediate comparison aside from yeah. all through the house. Yeah, well, I mean I have, Alley, I have all those. I yeah, think I have the DVDs. Got all of them. Blind Alley's in season six. Who's in it? Fuck if I know. Dude. Right. Well, how did they screw up Blind Alley? Because I mean, how do you screw up the, that? Just visceral... they made. They made. I don't know. It's just the same way. Like I said, uh, HBO made things way more character esque. It wasn't as realistic, so they made their House of the Blind was this really fucking shabby rundown. I mean, like I said, everything was like a caricature of the real situation or whatever. So to me, HBO just didn't treat 
like, especially this story, because I think this story is a fucking good story. Like, yeah. Even if everybody's like, the dog's going to kill him, he's going to blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. It's a fun story to watch play out. It's fun to watch right. these blind guys. I thought guys. it was going to be a little calmer than that, to tell you the truth. The ending, my original thought was he would end up as, like, one of the blind guys. Yeah, we kind of we, we called it. And I was just going like, oh, this is going to end up like that. This ended yeah. a lot more, you know. Grotesque. Well, yeah, and I started thinking about that, Sean. Like, every story we see, it's how they meet their demise. They meet their maker, so, like, they had to take it to that next That's level. True. Of course, with this one, I mean, at some point, I think these old blind dudes are going to enter that Crypt Keeper's cage or their I don't know they're fortress. justified though I don't know that's they, pretty twisted what they did to that guy <laughs> like, <laughs> that's but that's just, that just tells in the crypt though like if you dry if you kill my fucking mother and it drives me insane it's almost not my fault you killed my fucking mother you know I'm mm, coming after you sure yeah you know it's not a positive thing no one's like applauding the blind people for fucking killing the guy but it's just you it's know, an eye for an eye eyes the huh? blind mm-hmm. I get it huh? tennis <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. tennis anyone but, but no no seriously I just have to say that at the end of this film again like this movie got a lot of good reactions out of me because watching him like you don't even see it the lights go out and he runs through this labyrinth of razor blades but just like the idea of that like gives me like i can that's a visceral response like oh like you know like you can feel him getting cut up even though you never see anything i think you hear i was just imagine like that's, razor that's blades about it across the lips oh yeah like the, <laughs> that's what i always do because like the again, joker you put your own fears into that just getting cut across there oh yeah that would be horrible now if this guy was a genius and like a real army man you think you could just pick the dog up and push him towards the razor blades he might bite your fucking or, arm, I mean, but you can just <laughs> crush him on the razor blade. Or even as, like, fire. somebody pointed out, you could probably knock those out of the wood they're sticking in, because, you know. Yeah. But, but, you know. Who knows? They could be in there better. You don't know. Why test it? They're screwed in from behind. You don't know. Kind of thick blades. That could be a double long blade, like half that blade's two. in the wall. You don't know. Yeah, it could be. You never know. It's Boom. a cool shot, though. It's a cool visual. And it's cool. It's kind of like a haunted house, like he's traveling through. It is neat. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Chicken wire. I'm telling you, chicken wire. That's fucking... Haunted houses are chicken wire and black tarp. <laughs> <laughs> that's Easy. about it. And, and, and razor blades. Okay, <laughs> so... Well, that brings us back to our wraparound. So the original... So, we didn't even talk about what connects all these yeah, stories. Yeah, no, What connects what, all these stories is these all, characters yeah. are in a tour of the catacombs... Uh, in a graveyard. And they don't know why something made them come. Yes, I don't know why. Something just I don't know, made me stop by here. And the tour guide's like, stick close, everybody stick close, you know. These are catacombs, you don't want to get lost. And um, the of chick, course they Joan, get lost. Joan, oh, Joan Collins <laughs> from uh, All Through the House, she loses her brooch, the one that her, her husband gave her before she fucking murdered him. And so they all stop and hang back because all these guys are trying to get laid by her. <laughs> They're like, I'll help you find it. No, I'll help you find it. It's called chivalry, dude. Well, no, chivalry. I, that brooch is I, the tip-off. I, I actually have I actually have a, a question because there were some things that kind of, like, was weird because, like... Hmm? <laughs> um, like, there was a moment where I think it was one of... Uh, yeah, the... The guy from Blind Alley, because he's Major like, Roger. yeah, because he's like, after the end of the story, he was like, oh, I was on my way to my new job. So like, 
the events of Blind Alley hadn't happened to him yet. It well, it so just like, depends so on like, the ghosts. S- say yeah. So like, he was like, I was on my way to. She had already had her brooch. Um, She's the only so one like, where it it's happened like before. Some yeah. of them happened before. No, well, and because the dude, the dude who was mean to the old man, he was like. He acknowledged the fact that he well, yeah, was no. mean to that old man. So, like, some of them were before. No, actually, no, Colin's were... right, because even though she has the brooch, which is just, like, a thing, the Crypt Keeper is like, and what are your plans when you leave here? Yeah, and that's, what, that's what brings the story up. Plans. They, and then all of a sudden, boom, then you're in the story, and then you come back, and then they've, like, they've seen something, and then it's on to the next, and what about you? And then you go into the next story. But at the end of it, he's like, I haven't been showing you the future. You know, he's like, I've been showing you something that's already done. What, what you've done, done, why you're here. And then they exit into the white oh. light, the white light, which hell. then falls into ah! the big Which is a one cheesy ending. They all just walk towards it. So yeah, they have to. So it is kind of, it, it did play to me like, you know, the trick of it is like, ooh, these are things that you're going to do. But I haven't you have been a telling chance you what to you've been, you're going to do. This is what you've already, this is why you're here. You've already done this. So, yep, so they're dead. They're dead. This so do they? Dead. Do the? Uh, I guess they're ghosts. Do they realize that they've already done this? Because the chick with the brooch, she obviously has the brooch, right? Yeah, she has the brooch. Well, that's the tip so, off that's the that tip it has off. already happened. But so when after he tells her, like, because he does like this whole Christmas Carol type thing where they all you know see their story and why they're there, and is she like, oh shit, I already did that, so this isn't the future. Does she know that it's no, no, she doesn't know. She that. has no she, idea. They don't remember it. Apparently. Okay. Yeah, they yeah, don't. Yeah, but just, well, oh, the, the dude who was mean to the old man was like, pit. "Yes, I was mean." Yeah, but he doesn't remember that he actually did all this stuff. I don't know. It's a you know. I mean, it's, 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 I don't know if this stands like, up to so, scrutiny. Like, I think it's, it's, it's yeah. fine. He's know, telling him things like what you could be doing, and it turns out you did do it. It's just weird. Yeah, you don't like well, I mean, we are dealing with them entering hell. You're basically they're at the yeah, they're in the ante room so. from hell, and they have yeah. to remember they're why. In limbo. They... If, you, if you accept that, then you have to accept everything else that you have seen prior to that. Yeah. 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 It's kind of a perfunctory kind of wraparound. Sure. It's like, yeah. well, you I need like something it. to tie all these things together. How about yes. it's called Tales from the Crypt? Well, in, Let's in, put them in a crypt. Okay, in Vault of Horror, which is kind of the direct sequel to this. Uh, also based off of the EC comic book with the same title. In that movie, these guys, like it starts off with all these guys getting into an elevator, right? And it goes to this floor and they, you know, they enter this room with a, you know, with a round table and enough chairs for them. They start sitting down drinking and they start talking about just like, I had a weird dream. Really? You know, it seems so real. And, you know, they're talking about their dreams and then in the end, the the elevator dings again. It opens it up and leads out into the cemetery. And they all walk out to the cemetery and be like, night after night they gather and tell their tales of what happened or whatever. That's their damnation is getting together and talking about who they fucked over and how it fucked them over. Mm-hmm. Which I love Vault of Horror. Like, I'm almost going to go on a... Oh, like, fuck, it's hard. Like... It's almost like if you took some of the stories out of Vault of Horrors, took some of these stories, you'd have the perfect movie. Like, each one has, like, a weak, has some weak stories, but each one has, like, fucking classics. Like, my favorite story is in Vault of Horror called, uh, uh, A Place for Everything and Everything in Its Place. Well, I don't know if that's the name of the title, but that's, like, the tagline where this, this, I like it. this dude, 
is just very demanding about keeping his house in order, and he just keeps fucking. He, he gets married and just keeps bugging his wife about about being neat and orderly. Can't you do anything neatly? Can't you? Can't you? Can't you do anything neatly? And then she fucking hits him in the head with a hammer. And then uh, it, the camera backs off. She's like, there, Arthur. Everything in its place and a place for everything. And it has, like, his teeth in a bowl, his organs in a bowl, his heart in a bowl. <laughs> and, like, she separates all his shit the way he has his, like, yeah. heart, his tool uh, room separate. I love that story. It's I should so stop cool. bugging my wife, I guess. You should, because she'll go... <laughs> Well, we are kind of running low on, or short on time. Do we have any other observations about Tales from the Crypt, or should we go into wrap-ups? I think we got through them all. All right, then Sean starts off with oh my God. Tales from the Crypt uh, wrap-up. Tales from the Crypt wrap-up. Um, uh, it's uh, it's fun to see like the precursor to the HBO series, with some, which I am more familiar with than the early stuff. Sure. Um, it's it's nice to see where it all came from. Um, I think uh, they're pretty good stories. Like I, I kind of like the uh, the anthology stuff like this, the little short stories that that uh, <clears throat> that kind of give you that that story or and all that. Um, so I, I, I like this movie. Um, uh, I'd say give it a watch, especially if you're a fan of the you know if you know the HBO series but aren't familiar with you know the backstory of everything. It's nice to see it and to kind of match up with everything else. So uh, I would find it. I'd give it a watch. I liked it. All right, Tom. Oh, <laughs> um, well, okay. I mean, I have no. Um... Wait, can I can I sing Tom's theme song? Tom hates movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have no familiarity with Tales of the Crypt. I've never seen any of the HBO stuff. Oh. What? Uh, never seen any of the HBO stuff. It was on Fox. I'm about to die. It was on Sci-Fi Channel. Accident. <laughs> I think yeah. it's still probably playing today. I don't know if it is actually. I don't, I don't think I've, I've never seen one episode of. T- I mean, like, oh, wow. I, I've I know Joe who Pesci gets chainsawed in half for twins. Like, <laughs> come on. I I know, you know, I know who the crib keeper is. Of course, uh, he's but, like the Santa Claus of Halloween. But you know, that's about as far yeah. as I go. You know, I mean, it's like I know who the crib keeper is. I don't know what the fuck he does. I just know he's like. <laughs> Um, uh, well, this one, this one is pretty goddamn dated, man. It's fucking old school, man. It is, it's fucking old and crusty on the on the scale, man. It's 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 pretty old. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of anthology stuff. Actually, to be perfectly bluntly honest, I mean, I've watched like when we were doing the history of horror, we watched not Tales from the Crypt, we watched Creep Show. Show. I didn't really care for Creep Show either. Um, so like, I, I don't, I, I didn't really care for Creep. Like, I don't really like anthology stuff. It's just too <laughs> short. I don't. I mean, it's just like these little tales and like. You know, I, I don't really like anthology stuff. This one specifically, this one specifically was like super like these tales were like super like oh, predictable, kind of, um, and they're pretty dated. If you want to give them, if you if like I you know this is probably if you were to say hey recommend a Halloween movie no, stay away from this movie. Uh, you're better off probably watching like you're, 
you're probably better off watching, I don't know for sure, fact, I would say, like, probably the HBO stuff would probably be, like, if you're gonna, like, hey, I want to watch some Tales from the Crypt stuff, maybe the HBO stuff, I can't, I, I've never seen them, so, but, I would stay away from this for sure, if you're gonna do something like this, watch the HBO stuff, I don't like anthology stuff at all. So just stay away from, like, watch something else for Halloween stuff, horror stuff. I didn't find any of them particularly creepy, scary, or anything. Which, I mean, like, I don't like, I I wasn't scared, so that's good. So we thought maybe that's why you were talking so much. You were trying to, uh, (laughs) get past the, uh, fend off the creepiness. creepiness. Change your uh, mindset while watching the, creepiness. uh, I'm scared, I'm gonna talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm scared this is stupid um, <laughs> That's just Yeah that is a defense mechanism Oh sure um, Nah I, 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 would, I would I would I would kind of avoid this But Yeah That's just me though man Alright well, I think it is just you No I just <laughs> <laughs> Well I mean I can see some of You know Tom's point I mean I, I do agree That the movie is I mean it does look Kind of dated It does look kind of cheap You know I mean That car crash In the second episode Was like man if, That's one of those that things was editing where, I know it's it's, Six it's, feet it's, of picket fence Yeah it's Come created on. In editing Because it's clearly One of those things Where like we can't Actually do They did have a car to burn Everybody's yeah, always Got a car to burn sure. like, But they can't actually Pull off well, the car crash they don't have to crash. Drive the car there To burn it Right like, it off and burn it. And I've always been in like the mindset of like, if you can't afford to do it, don't do it. But they do anyway, and it's like, okay, you know, I mean, it's a little bit, it's a little bit hokey. It's just age, I guess. Is you know, I wouldn't say that it's a you know that it had, has withstood the t- the test of time, but <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But I mean, uh, and. I mean, even as far as like anthology films go, that the I think the wraparound story on this one is kind of like you know weak. I mean, it's just like we're gonna all sit around and you know, oh, they're dead and you know whatever. And you know, eventually, you know, we got wraparound stories that was a kid reading a comic book in in Creepshow or in Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Uh, it, it was, was like a boy uh, locked this in Hansel the... and Gretel. Yeah, he was locked in a cage, getting ready to be fed into the. Blondie. Yeah, Blondie's Blondie. a witch who's going to put him in the like oven Blondie? and eat Blondie? him. And so Blondie. to stave oh, off, to shit. distract her, she he starts telling her these stories. What was uh, the wraparound and tales from the hood? It was these kids going to a mortician, I think, to buy yeah, drugs so. that turned out to be the devil. Yes. Yeah. There's always some any and then like in VHS, VHS is like a, a which is more weird. recent one where well, it's like some it's, guys break into a house and they start playing these video. They tapes. always tell a guy we're gonna look around the house. Just wait here, keep an eye out. Yeah. And there's always a TV gonna, sitting on with lots of VHS tapes yeah. sitting around. <laughs> I think part two VHS two handled that a little bit more realistically, where it seemed like maybe whoever lived there, it's like the videotape uh, traders. You know, it's like imagine before YouTube when you didn't get crazy videotapes on Ninja Cats where somebody actually had to have a videotape of it and be like, oh, you show it to you. They yeah, make a yeah. duplication, pass it around colleges. Yeah. Kind of like cassette tapes yeah. with the. Uh, you ever just heard of like uh, Shut Up Little Man? Stuff. Shut Up Little Man is like a real like thing that was passed around with cassettes. It's like these guys recorded these real people that 
argued, and they had like forty hours of these two guys oh, arguing, yeah, yeah, and they got passed it, yeah. all around uh, <laughs> Hollywood, all around everywhere. And it's like this big underground thing. Shut up, little man. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, eventually, like the anthology, I think, like evolved into like Pulp Fiction and Go and and Trick or Treat. Mm. That is a horror anthology that kind of looks at Pulp Fiction and says, you know what? Why don't we like interlock the stories? Characters Magnolia. will be yeah. traded in between them so much that you don't even really see it as an anthology. But it is like yeah, I like those anthologies. Like, I, I, I do like Trick R Treat because it's a pirate. It's rated. I, I like when, when the anthologies actually go like totally they're weaved together. Yeah, so it feels like one one complete thing. Um, but the stories themselves, I mean, like these are things like you know they're obviously picking stuff that you know comes from uh, you know the magazine. I think they were written for for kids. I think you know they're cautionary tales. Basically, it's like don't be a douche. If you're a douche, <laughs> you know bad things are going to happen to you. This is you know you're going to have justice from beyond the grave is going to you know so they're morality tales in some way. Uh, I think it's kind of it's it is strange to have that kind of. I think as I mentioned earlier, the British. Uh, take on these serial comic you know uh horror tales so that kind of feels like you know uh, it, it feels like they're playing it maybe a little too straight kind of feels janky no it's not jank it's just it's it's a, a mismatch in jank is this the tone. fucking mid 90s jank <laughs> <laughs> the uh i think it's just it's a mismatch in tone between like you oh. know like how we do it and and but still i'm not going to hold it against this the movie I still like the movie. I think, you know, because it's it's got enough of the elements that, you know, trips my trigger as far as horror stuff goes. I mean, it's got the chills and, like, head. the... Yeah. Floats your <laughs> <hair> back. <laughs> Floats yeah. your boat. Floats, Floats my your... boat. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, this is the stuff that I live for. So, I mean, as a Halloween tale... You know, I think uh, you could do a lot worse than, than Tales from the Crypt. Uh, you know, I mean, I would never recommend it. Awesome. Um, all right, we're on the top swing now, Travis. We're gonna. I'm. I'm guessing. I. I, I stepped away for Sean's wrap up, but I'm guessing you liked it. He likes everything, dude. So Tom, we're at the bottom. Of the- <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like Repo the Genetic Opera. We're gonna have. We're gonna have words. Oh boy. <laughs> what have you done, Tom? What have you done? And, and you like everything too. So. Oh boy. Two against like one now. <laughs> you hate we foreigners. We, we all know it. Dislike plenty of things. Well, and you know, I mean, okay, so this is going to be good. Travis, Long kiss, good night. Fuck you, Brent. Tra- <laughs> right, we're we're going to have words <laughs> now. Have words. All right, damn it. Go. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. Outside. If you interrupt me, I'm going to slit your throat. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, so uh, this film is is it's cool. Um, it's great on a lot of levels. I really like it because it's it is those old fairy tales that you get you know kind of in that vein where everybody is they're kind of being judged but like it's a it's a their stories of caution cautionary tales of what not to do and how not to act and uh in a civilized society you don't want to have the same you know you don't want these behaviors these are bad people that you're watching on the screen specifically you know like each five each of the five stories they're all committing their own different not even sins but well they are committing sins but they're just you know they're like they're pieces of shit uh, that's the only way i can put it um and i like that you get you get it in an anthology especially i think the reason why it holds up today is because with the advent of 
YouTube and every and the internet and everything, like about fifteen minutes is like probably the longest that you can hold like an attention, attention span. span of a you know? teenager. Yeah, days. yeah, or most people, yeah. myself included, I'm guilty. Like if <laughs> if there's like an hour long drama on TV, I'm not gonna watch it. It's just not gonna happen because I can't invest Jesus that much time. I, I know it's it's bad. It's but, bad. but Breaking, show like but Breaking Bad's awesome. Nowadays? No, Adult Swim. They got well, like 15 minutes. But like all the out. big drama shows are all 40. They do maybe like 12, 13 episode, 45 minutes. Right. I don't really watch those though. Oh, I, oh. They put more budget I, in. Yeah, but you got to do. Cool. You got to. They're do, like movies. But you have to do 45 minutes every single but week. But 12, 12 hours of movie is better than two hours of movie. Not, not movies, TV shows. They are movies, though. With no. those production values, they are fucking movies. Well, they're not I'm because... Sorry. this is a, No, this is, a, this is a bigger conversation. They're, they're not no. because... They are movies. You're, you're t- okay, well, you're, here you're talking about a season long. That might be 12 episodes. It might be 24, right? Well, the beginning to the end of that season... 24, you're automatically cutting your budget, though, which makes you not a movie. I think this, you're right. automatically cutting no, a lot right. of your budget. I think budget. this is a bigger conversation. This is a bigger, conversation. A bigger conversation. than a wrap-up we're having. Go, Brent. All right, but I just need to ex- explain real quick. <laughs> that Okay, budget aside, like the arc, the story arc, is either 12 episodes or it's 24. So that means I have to invest 12 weeks or 24 weeks into my you know Monday night. Or my Wednesday night, whatever, whatever fucking night it is, I don't want to do it. You know, I want 15 minutes, or I want to watch a movie. A movie can be an hour and a half. A movie can be two hours long. That's fine. But then I get a beginning to an end, and what I'm out. What if you love Avengers and you're like, fuck? If this was only 13 hours of Avengers, I'd be so happy. I don't think I ever would be. I just, I'm. Well, just pick any sort of like whatever. Back to the Future. Story. Exactly. Oh. 13 hours of Back to the Future. I'd probably get sick of we it. We gotta get back to the future. <laughs> we're we're still getting back to the future. Again. Yeah, every episode they go to a different time period. It could be I, cool. Oh, no, 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 no. They did that. No, you know what? They probably did that. They go to in the cartoon. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, they did that in the cartoon. One episode they go to medieval times, Renaissance. I mean, they fucking do jousting in the DeLorean. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So, tell us the. Uh, yeah. We don't want to see that. Hey, we're going to talk about Zemeckis. You're like anthologies <laughs> so, because they are short. Short, short. stories. Yeah, I, attention I, I, deficit disorder. Attention yes. deficit disorder. I like the idea of being able to get not get in, get out. Without not one bang for your buck, but five. I mean, Ooh. I think that's you know that's that's entertaining, especially if they're you know if they can pull it off. Yeah, like, pack a punch. Yeah, if they can do yeah. that. Like you said, pack that punch into that. Pack that ten punch. minute and part. I, I think they do. I almost, and you guys are probably going to come down on me again, but I almost liked the first one the best because it felt to me like five or ten minutes of a Quentin Tarantino film. Like here you have the wife that just murdered her husband and she's dealing with it. But now on top of that, there's this homicidal maniac outside that wants to get in and kill her. And she's got the daughter upstairs, you know, just waiting for Santa Claus. Like that situation. There's like, a lot of times I don't understand you, Brent. That's... No, I can see what he's talking about. No, That's, I can too. Those are scenes that Tarantino sets up. You know, I mean, go back and look at his films, and I, I hope, hopefully, they'll back me up. 
But I like that, you know, and then that's done. So it's kind of like you get a, sh- a smorgasbord of smorgasbord. a smorgasbord of, of stories. I can't finish this. My wrap-ups are getting longer. Hey, that's your fault. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not smorgasbord. Uh, okay. So, like, I, I think that like all of the stories do give you like a high entertainment level. They tell you a cautionary tale. You know, you you get you get this judgment after. I don't know if we talked about this, but after each story, they go back to the wraparound where the crypt creeper is like. And uh, you better heed this tale. This is a warning for your future or something, you know, something where it's like, oh, or or, all of the characters react differently to it. Um, But I like that, you know, because, again, it does remind me of A Christmas Carol a little bit until the end. But you feel like you're watching, like, if if you think of it like you're watching this person watching themselves behave, then they come to the realization, the self realization that they have to change in order to not die is really what you get from this until the end but they die anyway and then yeah yeah because it's tales from the crypt of course they're going to die it's not a fucking christmas carol <laughs> this is not it is christmas not carol. this is halloween this is not christmas but uh, i like that I, I like i like the i guess the whole thing everything about it the british there's there's they no british. there's british. no jank there's no stank this movie is timeless you can timeless. watch this movie forever and still get the same message out of it and if you don't like it they're only you know five ten minutes long right. the last one it might be a, a message longer, you've heard but... before yeah but still and that's the thing like we go around here talking about like which ones we liked which ones we didn't like well you got and, that option yeah in most movies like it's just one story and that's all you got and this movie you've got a bunch of different stories so if one doesn't quite pan out for you there's another one right around the corner that you might like you might not i don't know but I liked them. I would recommend it. Travis. Like, this is one of those movies... I mean, this is why I'm a horror fan. This movie, you know, this is one of those... Saw it on Encore, if you, anybody remembers Encore. Of Before course. AMC, Encore was played all the old movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sure. now they're Encore stars, but oh, Pay yeah. Channel, yeah, whatever. Right. All those. They went, yeah. they went Pay Channel shit almost like in the 90s, like early 90s, something like that. I yeah. think they quit being Encore when uh, I was a the kid. the free Encore weekend. Oh, I okay. love Encore. Oh. So they always played this movie, always, and oh my god, I just never missed it, man. And then, and then being a little kid, going to my grandma's, who would let me watch HBO, and they all pass out, and I'd, you know, I'd see Tales from the Crypt on Wednesdays, wasn't it? Wednesday nights? Yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. I think Friday? it was Wednesdays. Yeah, it was I thought Friday, it was yeah. Wednesdays. Something I could like swear it was Wednesdays. Wednesdays or Mondays. But, oh my god, Tales from the Crypt changed my life. Made me a horror fan for life. For life! It's like my mom's sleeping on the couch. Let's change it to Tales from the Crypt. Let's change it to Tales from the Crypt. Is she coming? Like we'll be alright. And this movie, I just love this fucking movie. I like how, like you were saying about how all the characters, uh, you know, they have to realize whatever. I think they feel ashamed by this dude calling out their inner plans, you know? They feel taken aback that this fucking dude is basically telling them, this is what you plan on doing after you fucking leave here. You know, you know it, I fucking know it. You know, and they're all trying to play stupid because they're in front of each other. You know, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Man, I'm just in a hurry. You know, <laughs> nowhere specific. And, 
you know, uh, I, I do, you know, I like a majority of the story. There's, you know, I don't really care for the reflection in the mirror story, and I don't really care for the monkey's paw ripoff story. But the other three are gold. Too obvious. Well, just not creative enough. The you know they're they're things. They're just not that creative. The guy, oh, I'm in the mirror. Oh, you know, I'm a zombie. It's a year later. So the best version of the monkey's paw is the monkey's, the monkey's paw. paw. <laughs> the fucking short story or, or just... Pet Cemetery probably is like the pet evolution. Well, yeah, yeah. I can pet see that is, yeah, yeah. Like, for sure. Yeah. But you don't get three. But you just bury him in there. In the cemetery. I wish yeah. he was back to life. Yeah, I wish. Pet cemetery. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah Pet Cemetery is yeah, the end all be all of the monkey's paw. Without the fucking, like, whatever little stupid object they find. Right. Well, so well it's ground. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, like sure, how, yeah. I like how... I like how, in an anthology, I like how in an anthology switches seasons. So I like how it starts off with Christmas, it goes to Valentine's Day, mm. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I just like how you get, like, two or three... Uh, I, I don't think any of the other ones talk about it. Well, it's winter again at the end for the blind... So you kind of have December, you ha- you skip a story, then you have February, and then you skip a a season, and then you have the winter again mm-hmm. with the Blind Alley. So yeah. you have this like nice like year long of horror. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with the. Uh, I love anthology movies. It gives you it gives you a chance to get some good stories. It gives you a chance to get some bad stories. And everybody's like, it's predict. This is predictable, or that's predictable. You know, if you watch Twilight Zone, a vast majority of those are predictable as fuck. Right. But then they have those gems that are just like, that was a damn story, man. When she, I didn't know she'd be beautiful and ever, the world's ugly and yeah. shit yeah. like that. You know, I think it's the same thing. When you're coming up with these short story ideas, you're looking for that punch. Sometimes you hit it, sometimes you miss it, you know. You know, or I'm sure it can go for different people. You know, like most people like Planet Terror over Death Proof in the Grindhouse movie, where I like Death Proof, or, yeah, I like Death Proof more than Planet Terror. But actually, one of the questions then becomes, like, if you have this wealth of material at your disposal, I'm assuming you buy the rights to all the Tales from the Crypt stories, why didn't they pick the five absolute best stories to do? I think it's just opinion. My favorite Tales from the Crypt story ever from the HBO show is Terror Vision, or Terror Television, where that like hard copy guy oh, it's yeah. like Geraldo like, it's like we're Jr. going into this house where this lady poisoned uh, yeah. no not yeah Morton Downey, Morton Downey Jr. yeah yeah and oh my god they go into the haunted house and the people are like you need to fucking spice these ratings up everybody knows that you're this like cheap ass TV show host and this shit starts to happen and like oh my god it's like the creepiest episode just go watch terror television and uh I mean even in the TV show I think even even every season only has three like really good episodes per season. You know, there's a lot of jokey shit. Like I said, I think HBO takes it too jokey. Where I like how this takes it a little seriously, but you know, almost a little too seriously. I can see that. But at the same time, I don't know. I think I think taking it lightly. Well, I don't know. H- HBO. Have you ever went back and watched the TV show from the '90s? It's fucking almost rough. It's rougher than watching anything from the 80s or 70s. Something about the mid-90s is like, fuck me, this sucks. Yeah, like, something about uh, the lighting. Or like like uh, yeah. Twin Peaks is kind of rough oh, to go fuck, back. Like, man. Like, like, Northern uh, Exposure. Like those like fonts are all weird. Even Seinfeld's kind of rough. Even some Seinfeld. I mean, it's funny as shit, but the look of it is yeah. like... I think Tales from the Crypt holds up, because like, you look at those, those are all shot on film. They're all like done by... I mean, it's Joel the Silver. the lighting is so... Robert Zemeckis... Uh, 
have Walter Hill, Fred Decker. Were, well, the, those three guys were the producers. I mean, well, they oversaw like a, everything. Almost it, seven producers, yeah, it's five Walter, or seven. Walter Hill, David Geiler, yeah, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's all like these powerhouse guys. guys. And the thing that was cool was that you know with that show was that as it caught on, I think like in the, about the second season or something. You got some like awesome like directors, you know, coming in and like yeah, doing an episode here or there. For sure. You know? If you look at the later seasons, you're like, who the fuck are these? Yeah, people? But, yeah. <laughs> after it, you can like tell six it and fell seven. out of it. Yeah, yeah. and then it, it eventually moved to the UK. I think they the last season was produced yeah. in the UK. And those yeah, season ones are seven. Yeah. So yeah, I love short stories. You know, a lot of horror movies are too long to begin with. That's true. All they have is events. They have horror events, and then they try to come up with a fucking a linking story to those events, and then there's some stupid way out of it, and there's like a way to Jason make your character safe. Seven. All those. Ben? <laughs> Jason. Ben? <Seven>. Harry? Let's <laughs> walk into the woods and just shout names. Oh my god. Tim? Sean? Dear, I thought the Evil Dead remake was kind of like that. Susie? Hello, Susie? <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, uh, I love the, the special effects in this movie. I get a kick out of it, except for that, the death mask. <laughs> that thing was a little like that's a mess. That's, 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 yeah, that's part of his yeah, helmet. Yeah. But I like when people say like, I mean, I wouldn't call this dated. This is gothic. I mean, this is fucking gothic horror. You don't get gothic other than England studios from the '60s to the late '70s. That's gothic film. You know, you got that's the only time Blue Moonlight looked really good. It just fit the like atmosphere of the film grain, the textures, the. The fog. I mean, that's when you. I mean, you can fucking put a green light in there for no reason, and no one would even question it. Be like, that's creepy. Green, <laughs> that green light sure is cool. You know, dark shadows. This, you know, swamp gas. Yeah, yeah there's just the like, well, of course it's. You know, it was warm today, so now it's foggy at night. <laughs> it is England, you know. And uh, man, I just I love this fucking movie. I love the Vault of Horror. The sequel's brilliant. From Beyond the Grave is kind of a quasi sequel. It's not. It's not connected to William Gaines at all in the EC titles, uh, but it still has Peter Cushing. Is he in the wraparound segment? In Peter Cushing like, is the, the he owns antique the store. antique store that people come in and they they like try to steal something. They always get off something on him, like they change the price of something or they take something or or something like that. I remember one guy wanted a Purple Heart and Peter Cushing's like, "Oh, that's fine, but I'll have to see the certificate to make sure you truly deserve it. I can't just sell you." a medal that you didn't deserve you can go around and the guy like steals it or something like that so kind of same premise the whole the whole you want you know if you don't fuck around with people evil won't fuck with you but you get your comeuppance from mm-hmm. the supernatural god will fucking smite right. you yeah. you yeah. know it may be evil and it may be you, yeah. you know but it's not the devil it's fucking god like smiting yeah. your ass for doing evil shit that is, yeah, that's another interesting thing about it. Everybody gets their just desserts in this just film. Just desserts. Which is yeah, but that's yummy. the thing. I think, like, you know, and this brings us back to what I was talking about right, right at the very beginning. I think stories and, you know, comics, specifically prior to this, it was always like Dudley Do-Right rides in in the nick of time and saves Sally from the buzzsaw, you know, or yeah. from the locomotive. But after World War II, there was no more, like, we can't look at the world that way. Evil does win. Yeah. So Joe Pesci got sawed in half. <laughs> yeah. So God or you know whatever the supernatural puts everything back, restores the house to its original. You know. Yeah. That right. puts everything back in in. Uh, and I can't balance. I can't have a podcast about this without mentioning my favorite. Uh, well, no, I said Terror Television was my favorite HBO. 
But uh, my second favorite, I, I mean, it's called House of Horror. I it's called Terror Television. All right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first, uh, oh, man, the first season has Lover Come Hack to Me. I like that one. Oh my God! Where it's Honey Bunny from, uh, yeah, from Amanda Plummer. It's Amanda Plummer. Yeah. Well, that's a serious one. Yeah. What was the Terry yeah. Hatcher one uh, from Terry. Beyond the the thing from Beyond yeah, the, the thing Grave? Yeah, from Beyond the Grave. That was okay. Yeah. It had uh, uh, the bad guy, not. But one of the bad guys Miguel, is Robocop. Yeah, Ferrer, Ferrer. Where he, like, Ferrer. kills the boyfriend, and mm-hmm. the boyfriend's like, oh, if you make this wish, you know, any wish will come true, some necklace, and he comes back. I'll always come for you, no matter but whatever. Lover yeah, Come Hack to Me is like, you know, a chick gets married, and this guy just plans on killing her that night for their inheritance, and he has a dream about that chick's mother fucking a guy in the same house that they happened to be in because there was like a storm and a tree in the road they walked off to this house and the dude's like putting it all together like like her mother like killed her father in this house and there's this huge axe on the mantle and and like when they get to the house you know I mean this chick is kind of frumpy looking or whatever but you know she is frumpy kind of frumpy looking the chick from So I Married an Axe Murderer she was in she, wasn't she in that Sle- Stephen King movie? Uh, number uh, of things. Uh, evil things. Yeah. Three Men and a Baby? No? No. Yeah. No, no. Uh, she was the killer in... Well, you know oh, how man, in, man, in man. Pulp Fiction, she's the chick that's going to rob the yeah, diner at the beginning money. with Tim Roth. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so she's a little weird looking, but man, in that movie, when uh, or in that episode, when... You know, she's gonna like fuck this dude, give him the night of his life or whatever. She goes in the bathroom and gets all hot, and he's all like, Maggie, I've never seen you like yeah. this. And maybe I don't want to kill you after all. Yeah, he kind of starts rethinking, but then she, like, after he has that dream and, you know, wakes up, you know, she does take out that axe, you know, because she talks about how, I guess, her, the women just bring dudes there, fuck them. And, you know, they always know. It's, it's a really weird thing because she's like, there's a little tiny baby in me right now. You know, it's like they always know that they fuck them once and get pregnant or something like that. Yeah. But then they got to kill the guy because they're like, our love must be perfect. It could never spoil. And he's like, I, I love you. I was going to kill you. for, But she knows. I was like, I just fucked you too good. You love me, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, she just starts to... I mean, how heavy the axe was with just the way she had to swing it. It seems really awkward, really heavy, and the fucking blood just soaks her face. I love that episode. That is horrifying. This all rings a bell. I swear to God, I saw all of this when I was 8 to 12 years old. I'm sure. I just used to watch the shit on TV. Well, Fox, like, ran them between between primetime and mad TV for a number of years, and then they went off into syndication. Uh, Sci-Fi Channel used to run like marathons of them. And well, did you know Fox was originally planning a Vault of Horror show that was yeah. going to be for yep. the Prime Channel? It got folded into Tales from Crypt. That was the one they had Kirk Douglas. Kirk in it, Douglas, I say. Brad Pitt was yeah. in one episode. Whoopi Goldberg. Well, it was, was Two Fisted Tales. That's what it was going to be. It was called Two no Fisted Vault Tales. of Horror. It was going to be Vault of Horror because right now England they have just those episodes collected. On a VHS set. Hmm. It's four VHS sets of Vault of Horror. Wow. It's really fucking weird. But those are actually good episodes for not having oh, yeah, gore. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. the one with the, the dude who, uh, he's like a, uh, 
convict and he's fighting that cop, or is he is he yeah, is Tom he handcuffed McLaughlin. to him? He's handcuffed to the cop. Yeah, he's he's handcuffed to a cop and he kills him. But then he has to like drag his body. They're in the and they're in the, the desert, desert. And there's a fucking buzzard. Oh man, circling oh, yeah. over. That's a good episode. Yeah, a good I can't even like season four, or yeah, five. It was, it was I think later. One of those, you know, the other series. Like oh, oh, taint the meat. It's the humanity with Christopher Reeves, where yeah. Judd Nelson gets yeah. him to serve a. There's like some uh, manager guy giving him a hard time about their rent. Judd Nelson is a kid that starts working for the store and kind of thinks he's doing him a favor by killing the dude. He's like, "How are we gonna get rid of the body?" We're like, well, what do you think your customers ate today? We're like, you fucking fed them, that, you know? <laughs> oh, but the yes. customers start to really fucking like it, so they're like, all right, and they start yeah. to butcher them. Simpsons but, did that one. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, well, that's a sure classic, because when John yeah. Nelson is going to be like, you can't do this to me, because I'll just tell him what's going on. And the cop guy comes in, and he's like, I kind of acquired a taste for it, you know? So yeah. they don't, he, the cop doesn't mind if they killed John Nelson and eat him. That's ah, brilliant. It doesn't surprise me that they'd show up on The Simpsons, because The Simpsons has, like, so much affinity with, like, mad, you know, just yeah. the, the yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, it the mindset. The treehouse of horrors, of course. Did yeah. you see the opening of the new Treehouse of yeah, Horrors 20 year more? Yeah, it's awesome. That it's like everything awesome. that's ever been in a horror movie is like, in it? that opening. So I can only imagine wow. that episode already played? No, I saw it uh, somehow. What was on YouTube? It was online, yeah. It was on YouTube. Oh, okay. But yeah. I thought that episode may have already played. I was like, it's too... Not yet. It's I not think it's after, after baseball, I think, though. Yeah. Tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. I, I, did I see Cthulhu? I Dude, yeah. they had yeah, yeah. everything, everything, man. I saw like, shit from, I mean, everything. The Phantom of the Paradise. Show. Phantom of the oh, Paradise. Yeah. All the yeah. Phantoms. All the different incarnations of the Phantoms. Yeah. And, and that was the Lisa playing the saxophone. Anyway, getting back to <laughs> Tales from the Crypt. Wow. So anyway, I love Tales from the Crypt. It's the reason I'm a horror fan. I read Tales from the Crypt comics before I ever read Superman comics, and that means something if you know who I am. <laughs> I mean, yeah, wow. it is fucking horror to the best. I mean, it's got its comedy. It's got its, you know, it's got its, its just desserts. It's got, I mean, and if you have a chance, go read the original comics. Like, HBO, that's why HBO was good when I was a kid, but... It still doesn't touch on how great the original comic books were at all. I mean, the, the artwork of the original comics is some of the best artwork in comic book history, period. Just period. You don't get better than that. And the writing, yeah, it's so simple. It's kind of whatever. But it's not the destination. It's the journey sometimes. It's, you know, just have fun with it. Fucking watch. Creep Show. Tales from the Crypt. Vault of Horror. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. <laughs> you know Set Asylum's anthology. Yep. Tales it's, from the Hood is pretty good. It's amazing. It's, uh, no, I'm not just sorry. <laughs> did we even mention Twilight Zone? In any I, I didn't. Yeah, I just thought about the yeah, anthology movie. Up, and my God, that's... No, but we were talking about uh, the show. We talked a lot No, about I just talked about it today. Did we mention it during on the, the podcast? No, during the podcast, we really talked about Twilight Zone. say a word. Which, I mean, this, I, t- you know, Maybe to me, this is kind of like the sister. The Twilight Zone is the sister version of... I think it really is. I think we're opening up a can of worms Like, right even now. though, well, no, I'm just <laughs> saying it is. Because even though, even though earlier in the podcast, this is a bookend. So, yeah. like, earlier in the podcast, I said how, how the Crypt Keeper, Vault Keeper, and the Old Witch are, are a predecessor to 
to the old radio show host Rod Serling as a predecessor successor. to the, the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like they would have had Rod Serling introduce every episode if Tales from the Crypt wasn't so known for having the host introduce it, you know? Because right. it's hard to go from radio to a visual medium and whatever, but so they don't have these, you know, radio show host guys to go off, so they just know, oh man, Tells in the Crypt have Vault Keeper with the Old Witch, Crypt Keeper, you know, there's no way we can start this, like, weird sci-fi horror show without having a dude talk at the beginning, you know, we need that. Yeah. Right. But I think that it was even before that with, like, the radio, Inner Sanctum, always Inner had, like, a dude... And then eventually, well, Outer Limits was after Twilight Zone, I think. And that didn't have yeah. a that didn't have a guy that just had the TV turn yeah, on. Yeah. Well, I know, like, but it was, was still like that was, it was, that was just an opening. Yeah, it wasn't. But they were still like, like a picture, host, if you will, Night Gallery. A man on his wait, wasn't Outer Limits still like we take over? We're taking over. Take, we're yeah, trying to But that was more sci-fi. I don't think it didn't set up the show. I don't think there was narration that set up the show where. Rod Sterling would show up and say, like, you know, sometimes tonight's he would, tale is about a man, a man some, who finds himself something, something. Sometimes he would narrate the beginning. In the Twilight Zone, you know. And yeah. then come back. He yeah. would narrate he would. the beginning, and then after the first yeah. episode, he'd come back, and he'd be in a setting, and he'll give you a little bit of a backup mm-hmm. to what's going on here. And so, yeah, just watch all these anthology movies. They're the best. They're, They're all the best. great. And They're the shows, great. the successor shows, the uh, everything that came side. from it. Monsters. Yeah. So don't watch Tales from the Crypt Keeper, the cartoon show. That's bad. It Never. was bad. But, I had great hopes for that when I was a little kid. I thought they'd at least come up with something. I'm like, an animated Tales from the Crypt is going to be sweet. Yeah, but we wouldn't have not. things like VHS without no, we uh, Tales from the Crypt. And VHS, and VHS the movie. Yeah. Yeah, just the movie. <laughs> not the product. Not the medium. That's like medium. the punk yeah. rock version of uh, the anthology. What's the found footage? The found footage anthology. Yeah. The Blair Witch anthology. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's still pretty good. So, yeah, I totally recommend this movie. Watch it every Halloween. Watch it every year. Read the comic books. Tells in the Crypt is like the best thing since fucking sliced bread. <laughs> wow. It's one of my yeah. favorite things. One of my favorite things in the world is Tells in the Crypt. Well, that's a ringing endorsement folks so if you uh yeah i mean go check it out so uh if you disagree agree if you want to back tom up here because he's like you know he's he's done he's he's done done. you got to email him directly at saturday night freak show at yahoo.com you can find all of our past episodes saturday night freak show.blogspot.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash saturday night freak show we're on twitter at sat freak show and uh, find all of our previous episodes also archived on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Pod Bay FM. Until next time, America. Wait, next week's pick is Sean's pick, and he's going to show us. Oh, my God. Earlier tonight, Brent's, Brent said something about there are no rules in the Saturday Night Freak Show. That's true. There and are so, no rules. we're going to try something. It may be great. It may be horrible. But next week, we are going to watch... Curse of Chucky. Dun, dun, dun. That'll be fun. Curse of Chucky. Wow. Curse the new installment Chucky. comes out on the 8th, Tuesday. Yep. Yep. So gonna for you folks, from, you uh, have already seen it. In. We're going to review it next week on and all the, Chucky movies. the yes. Saturday Night Freak Show. It'll exactly. be a child's play. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh, fucking it's going to be dolls. awesome. Do your Chucky laugh. There you <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs>